Let's talk about our democracy for a minute. But let's do it in a way that makes the snowflakes' heads explode. Let me be clear before this podcast begins. We are loud, loud proud, proud, and do not give a fuck. This is the Tony Michaels Podcast. Real and raw political and social commentary. The freedom to oppress the rights of other people is not liberty. You shit-eating moron. Ah, the smell of freedom of speech. This is the Tony Michaels Podcast, and this is Tony Michaels. Hey, Tony, fuck them. Never, Nikki. That's right. Rand Paul endorses to not vote for Nikki Haley. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, man. I can't tell you how much I love that, that Rand Paul has started the hashtag Never, Nikki. Oh. You're going to hear a lot of talk about polls the next few days. You're going to hear a lot of talk about the government shutting down. And does the president have the authority to bomb someone? These are the things that you're going to hear about over the weekend. You're going to hear about uh, Iowa caucus and how a caucus works and how people are really not aware of the fact that it's really fucking cold in Iowa. I I find that hilarious. Like every single time there's a huge caucus, right? And it's going to get national attention uh, in a primary, whether it be, you know, Democrats or Republican primaries. Uh, everyone's like, it's really cold in Iowa. Like, yeah, no shit, Sherlock. How do you people know this? It's fuck. It, and during the winter, in the middle of January, it's fucking cold in Iowa. And like, yeah, but there's snow. How are they going to? caucus with snow it's like it's iowa you don't think they're fucking used to snow what the hell's wrong with you people they know what snow is they've seen snow before like yesterday and the day before that and the day before that it's just hilarious that uh, you watch the national media people who <laughs> may not deal with snow that often i don't know i don't i have no idea I mean, I, I figure people in New York, it's cold there, right? It's There's snow there every once in a while. Fuck me. You just don't know how people are going to make it to the polls with snow on the ground. Or the caucus, excuse me, the caucus. They're they going to get to the caucus. I was listening to an interesting uh, back and forth the other day about the caucus in Iowa and about how at, at a caucus, it's kind of obvious who you're supporting, right? And, and you can walk from one support to the other because you're just in a big room. It's like a gymnasium or a cafeteria or a banquet hall or a community center. You know what I mean? And you're just standing in a big fucking room and you're kind of, you know, you're it's clicky. You're, it, you have your clicks. You got DeSantis people over there. No one over there supporting Nikki Haley. Uh, you got your Trump supporters over here. And then you got your few crypto bros that showed up to act like they're supporting Ramadama Ding Dong, but they're actually going to throw their vote to Trump. You know what I mean? I mean, in the long run, not 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 at Iowa. The other thing that is uh, floors me 
And man, I can't, I can't even, I can't even hardly wrap my head around it because again, I, I, I have high respect for Steve Kornacki on MSNBC, but I don't know why he keeps talking about Ted Cruz winning evangelicals in Iowa. I have no clue why he keeps doing this. Like that's ancient fucking history. That, that Republican party is gone. It's dead. Okay. I'm going to, I'm going to show you more evidence today of the, the Christian establishment in this country, uh, having white Christian nationalism as the main disease that drives their fascism. Um, I'm going to show you another example today of it, and I'm going to show you how they want to kill all of us. I've been saying it. And, and all of us, I mean, anyone who's not them are descents from them. They're, they're going to kill us. That, that's what they're going to do. That's their, that's their fucking plan. And they're going to use religion to do it. It's what a theo theocratic monarchy typically does, uh, especially when they believe in fascism. And they believe that the others are not worthy of living. Um, and I, I, I've been saying it and I know I know it <laughs> feels like I'm, you know, way out on a limb. But this is how it fucking works. This is how theocratic fascists work. They 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 don't have good ideas. And they don't work in a in a uh, uh, a society that that wants to have liberty, right? And humans, generally speaking, kind of want to have liberty. They don't want to be a slave to some ideology, right? Like they they want to be able to have their own idea and want to be forced into an idea, or feel like they have to pretend to be forced into an idea. Just kind of like human fucking nature, right? It's kind of the, the struggle that we have. We have the people who want to enforce their rule and their power on us. And then we have everyone else who just wants to fucking be them and not be dead for it. You know what I mean? But I'm going to show you evidence today. And I, I know, I know it's, um, you're thinking, Tony, these are just crazy lunatics speaking on the internet. All right, well. These crazy lunatics, their messaging has leaked out into national politics, has leaked out into the public discourse continually, and it gets worse and worse and worse and worse and worse and worse. I've been talking about it for three goddamn years now. Actually, three years tomorrow is the anniversary. It's on a Saturday. Isn't that kind of shitty? I don't know. Maybe it is. Maybe it ain't. Yeah, the first time we had the Tony Michaels podcast three years ago it was January 13th. It was one week, one week to the day. Actually, it was the 12th. Was it? Is today it or is it tomorrow? I don't know. I'd have to go look. Maybe I'll maybe I'll go check that out and see what the date on the very first episode was. That's important, I guess. Maybe. I don't know. I'm not very um good at you know, like birthdays and anniversaries. I'm, I'm not I'm not very good at it. Because I, I don't, I, I mean, I guess they are important, but they're not as important as like what the future is going to hold. You know what I mean? Like, eh, we got, we got to learn from it. Okay. It was January 13th, 2021, episode one, January 13th. So it is tomorrow. It's three year anniversary of our first, very first episode. It was the day, the day when I came on the air, the house of representatives were voting on the floor to impeach Donald Trump for the second time for the coup attempt for the January 6th insurrection and inciting that insurrection. It's the very first podcast. I didn't plan it that way. It just happened that way. And that wasn't the plan. Just uh, 
happened to be how it worked out. Um, but here we are three years later, still doing with the same bullshit, still doing the same old thing. And everyone wants to know the reason why. Well, the reason why is because Trump isn't actually the disease. He's the symptom of the disease. And until we really focus in on what the disease is and changing, um, making sure to get them on the defense and change that public discourse, getting them to go hide back underneath their rocks, that's how we change it. And it's going to take a little bit of time. It's going to take several election cycles to do that. Um, that's how societies work. That's how when we self-govern ourselves, because we are self-governed. We are self-governed by the Constitution, which is a democratic constitutional republic is the form of government that we self-govern through, where we actually elect representatives to go vote for us. Ah, it's kind of funny how all that works. It's not a democracy. It's not a democracy. I love, I love that, by the way. I love that they really bought into this is not a democracy because it's going to be very hard for them um, to to tell us, the people who actually believe in the foundations uh, and the principles of democracy, they're going to try to tell us that Joe Biden is undermining our democracy. <laughs> the guy in the office now, he won in 2020. Man, did he win big. That's something else. Uh, but they're going to tell us they're going to tell us that we're undermining our democracy while people are trying to take Trump off ballots, uh, primary ballots specifically, whether it's himself or the courts. Did you hear about this? What state was this? Was it like Nevada or New Mexico? What state is this? I think it's Nevada. That fucking bonehead filed his paperwork too goddamn late. He ain't going to end up on a ballot. <laughs> he ain't going to need it, but he ain't going to end up on a ballot in Nevada. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so he's like, ah, oh, you're taking me off ballots. It's, it's against democracy. Joe Biden's the threat to, 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 to democracy. And he, he's the threat to his own democracy. I don't know. He can't file his fucking paperwork. It's sure. Surely it's probably some nincompoop on his team. I mean, we know that they check, mar they check boxes wrong in the courts. Uh, so they get a bench trial as opposed to a jury trial. And then they whine and bitch and moan and complain that they don't have a jury. We don't have a jury deciding his fate. We don't have a jury deciding how rich he's not going to be able to look. Uh, because that's another thing that's coming up in the coming weeks. Uh, as January is going to come to a close. Is that Donald Trump is going to be able to appear to be rich. Uh, and I think that's what he's terrified of. Oh, my God. You should hear what he's posting on True Social this morning. He's fucking terrified. Oh, my God. He's, he's terrified. He's terrified. He's scared. He's a scared little man. But back to the ballot situation, because I don't know if anyone noticed out there, all you 14th Amendments out there. Amenders. 14th Amendments. Section 3. I know. I, I know. A lot of people mad at me about this. But, you know, um, if you're mad, then you be mad, I guess. Uh, but. You know, the Oregon Supreme Court, I think that's the one, I don't know, another Supreme Court, I believe it's Oregon, uh, has told the 14th Amendment people who want to try to take Trump off a primary ballot in, in Oregon, the Oregon Supreme Court has said, fuck off. <laughs> no, you can't do that. Can't take him off a primary ballot. You, uh, we have no authority. There's no authority to take him off a primary ballot. Uh, not in 14, not in section three. 
Um, and until the Supreme Court were to decide that there's authority, then there's not. And that's really kind of the point I've been trying to make the whole time is you don't want the Supreme Court to decide this fucking decision. You don't. You don't. I know you think you do because it's Trump. I know you think you do. And it feels good. But you don't. You don't want this this Supreme Court deciding making that decision. It's it, it would be one of the most important decisions that the Supreme Court would make in our presidential races that they've ever made. It would be one of the most important. And you're going to let this you want this Supreme Court to make that decision. You want them, the ones that are fucking that are, that are bought and paid for by Harlan Hitler. Really? That's the ones you want. Yeah, that's the ones that you're hell bent on making this fucking decision. Because that's what you're saying. So the um, the Oregon Supreme Court, in true fashion, I think they've followed another three states. I think it's been three states since the the Colorado and Maine decision. Colorado was the Supreme Court. Maine was the Secretary of State. The laws are a little different in Maine um, as far as who and who cannot go on a ballot and who can challenge uh, people to go on to a ballot. But the Oregon Supreme Court today, uh, has announced just within the last hour that they will not not be challenging or be here well, it won't hear the case excuse me they won't hear the case challenging Trump's eligibility for a primary Republican primary 2024 ballot citing that they have no authority at the primary stage now does that mean they have it during the general election stage I don't know I don't know if they're you know you know, foreshadowing what they would do in a challenge to the general election. But the question is timing on that as well as will they have time between the time Trump receives a nomination and getting him off the ballot? So I don't know. I, I think uh, I think it, it, we need to um, focus in on the, the problem at hand. Other news, other news. Oh, my God. Um, we heard just uh, yesterday or day before. I don't know. I lose track of these fucking days. Jesus Christ. It's like a fascist snowball from hell. Um, Ryder Stone was apparently caught on tape threatening the lives of Congress people. Eric Swalwell and Jerry Nadler in particular. Uh, it doesn't really matter who he's threatening the lives of the Congress people. Because, you know, it doesn't matter. Like the law doesn't give a shit if you're threatening this one or this one or this one or this one. The law doesn't give a fuck. Which one you're threatening? I mean, I know Republicans wanted to. You know what I mean? They're like, no, it should be illegal for someone to threaten the life of a Republican congressman, but it should be totally on the table. Democrats, you know, they, they totally want it on the table for that. But Roger Stone has denied this, but now the, the tape has surfaced. Uh, Lincoln Project actually posted it. Uh, so I'll play that for you today as well um i asked the question again is roger stone not arrested because he's an fbi informant i think that's the case i don't know uh you know and i know a lot of people are like no no that's not a thing he's a scumbag you know but i'm just asking questions i'm just asking questions i'm just asking questions and you should ask those same questions to shit eaters that's a question you should ask to shit eaters all the time, all day, every day, is Roger Stone and Alex Jones, FBI informants. The reason why I say that is because that really starts to tear apart their whole narrative that the FBI and Antifa was on the ground on January 6th. Because if you're unaware, if you're unaware, 
Roger Stone and Alex Jones had a lot to do with the planning of the January 6th insurrection. So much so that they helped organize the, the alliance between the Proud Boys and the Oath Keepers. That's right. Roger Stone and Alex Jones had a critical role in having those two, two groups have a temporary alliance on that day. Because those groups generally didn't like each other. They kind of hate each other. Stuart Rhodes actually hated the Proud Boys. I don't know if you know that. Fucking hated them. I actually interviewed uh, Dakota Adams. Uh, Stuart Rhodes is a strange son. And I've talked to him in private, too. And Stuart Rhodes fucking hated the Proud Boys. Fucking hated them. Hated them. And the reason why is because the Proud Boys were so overtly white Christian nationalists. They were fucking Nazis. And Stuart Rhodes, believe it or not, did not want to appear for his group to be white nationalist. He didn't want fucking neo-Nazis and Nazis and fascists, to outright fascists, to be carrying Nazi flags and shit and look like a bunch of fucking stormtroopers. That wasn't... Stuart Rhodes' original intent. Now, when Trump came along, Stuart Rhodes found a great way to recruit shit eaters into his into his organization very easily under the banner of Trump. So he so he, you know, he ate that shit sandwich, which caused him to have an alliance that was seemingly organized uh, by Roger Stone and Alex Jones. Now, if that is the case, if Roger Stone and Alex Jones helped make that alliance. And there was Antifa, Antifa and BLM and the FBI on the ground. I, I actually, you know what? Maybe Clay Higgins, maybe Clay Higgins makes a good point about the FBI being on the ground. Maybe there were FBI informants on the ground. Clay, I wonder if Clay Higgins, Congressman Clay Higgins, ooh, that fucking bonehead. I wonder if he'd like to come on my show and talk about how maybe just maybe I'm just asking questions. Now I'm just asking questions. I'm not saying anything is fact here. I'm just saying maybe Roger Stone and Alex Jones are FBI informants. Uh, also in some news, it appears Andrew Tate fucks his dog. I don't know if you know who Andrew Tate is. If you don't, you, you shouldn't um, entertain the idea, but if you've had the, unfortunate luxury of knowing who Andrew Tate is. Apparently he fucks his dog. Uh, he's posting pictures of it on the internet. I might show you the pictures today. Um, but I want to get back to, Oh, I, I do want to mention this. I watched a, um, a video of Jason DeFord. I don't know if you guys know who Jason DeFord is. You may know who Jason DeFord is. He's better known as jelly roll. Uh, he's a country music artist. He's an artist. He's a singer. Um, He's been to he's been to prison. He looks like he's been to prison because he's got a ton of tattoos. He's a very talented singer, uh, very very talented singer, very talented musician. Um, and he went to Congress and he went to a Senate hearing on fentanyl the other day. And um, I, I just want to bring this up because uh, this transcends and this is this is really how our country should get back to right. We should get back to the, the point where we have two political parties who believe in democracy, who believe, who de believe, believe in debate. Uh, they believe in compromise. They believe in getting together and making our country progressively better every single day, uh, time and time and time again, every single day, just making it better and better and better. Um, and he went and he spoke uh, to Congress as a, as a felon, as a former uh, inmate, uh, as a former addict, 
um, as someone who he's put it in his words, has attended more funerals than he cares to share. Um, and I might show you that clip today. It's a short clip. Um, it, it's it's an incredible clip because we are a time and a place in our country uh, that we have progressed to that someone like Jelly Roll can go and testify to Congress of this problem that we're having. I mean, he makes the point that there's 190, I think there are 190 on average Americans are lost to this addiction to fentanyl every single day. It's tra- It's tragedy. It's a tragedy. Um, and it's all, it's the same sort of tragedy with guns in this country. We can do something about it. And, and we, for whatever reason, we, we don't have the political will and the societal will to admit that we have a problem and just force ourselves to take care of this problem and, and make sure that less people die. You can't prevent people from dying from addiction. You can't prevent people from dying from drug overdose. It's not going to happen. Just like you can't prevent all gun deaths. You can't. But you can damn sure try to stand in the way of as many as possible. Like We should be doing that. That's That's a great investment. I don't care who is at the end of the barrel, who is at the end of the pipe. We should care about um, our fellow Americans, our fellow neighbors, our community members. And uh, Jelly Roll does a great job in this clip uh, showing us how we should feel and and how we should make sure we, we actually care for one another in this country, no matter what our our disagreements may be, because there are some things that are outside um, of our politics and our disagreements. But I get back to the disagreements <laughs> so quickly with such a quick turn. This Rand Paul video. All right, so Rand Paul yesterday, this guy is trying to be so relevant. I mean, like, he couldn't gather up a third of the nincompoops his dad could. You know what I mean? You know his dad, Ron Paul. Remember Ron Paul ran for president of the United States? He actually kind of seemed like he had a chance. Rand Paul tried to run, too, and he didn't have a fucking shot in hell. Because Rand Paul is a fucking idiot. He's a halfwit. Kind of like his dad, but he's just not as good as selling it, I guess. I don't know. Uh, speaking of Ron Paul in this A block, people in this A block, did you know Stuart Rhodes? He was, he was a Ron Pauler. Libertarian. Libertarian. Now, let me tell you about, before we get on to the Ron Paul story, let me tell you about libertarian ideology just really quick uh, when we're talking about ideology. Libertarian ideology is a good excuse, right? That's all it is. It's just a really good excuse uh, to vote for Republicans. Yeah, that, that's what it is. It's a really, the libertarian, the libertarian ide- ideology as far as governing is not an actual governing ideology. It's all bullshit. The, the idea that you're going in a const, in a democratic constitutional republic going to elect a libertarian and he's going to have he's going to institute libertarian policies inside that democratic constitutional republic undermines and un, undoes the fact that we are an, <laughs> a democratic constitutional republic it absolutely undermines the whole idea of governing because their idea is to not govern Like literally libertarians would never hold a session, never hold a legislative session. They would, they would never form any kind of chapters or boards that had any kind of authority over anything, roads, schools, uh, bridges, safety, 
There would be nothing. We would literally be taken back to a time of no governance, which if you're not, if you're not privy to history and how it works without government, monarchies take over and people use violence and power and war to take over large swaths and get power over roads and bridges and crossings and borders and rivers. That's how it would fucking work. (laughs) So libertarianism is not a ideology that governs. It's not, it's not possible. Okay. So typically what happens is, is, you know, someone will say something like this. You'd be like, Oh, so are you a Republican or are you Democrat? They're like, well, I'm libertarian. I'm libertarian. Okay. I'm libertarian. That just means I don't want you to know that I love Republicans and I so want Republicans. And the reason why I want Republicans, because one day they've convinced me that I'll be rich and I want to keep all my money, not give it to any money. And I'm a selfish piece of shit. That's typically what it means. Typically, not always typically because you're not actually a libertarian. If you say you're one, you're not, you're not actually one. And Ron Paul is popular. He was, he became popular for being a libertarian. And that's the coattails that Rand Paul has rode in. And he's a Senator from Kentucky. Unfortunately, I don't know how this guy has remained a Senator. This fucking moron. He claims to be a doctor. He is a, an eye doctor. Apparently. I don't know. I guess it's as much of a doctor as a dentist. No offense to dentist. Now, Rand Paul yesterday puts out a video. He says, I've seen enough in this election, in this primary tomorrow. I'm going to make me a video and put it on Twitter. And I'm going to tell the internet something that you want to hear. And everyone's like, really, honestly, we give a shit less. (laughs) And then Rand Paul this morning said nothing. He said nothing. Now, why do I bring this up? Why do I think this is the lead story? The reason why I think this is the lead story is because, folks, it actually shows you the actual dereliction of duty that the Republicans, every single fucking one of them, even the ones with no interest in any race whatsoever, they have on their constituents and us as Americans. Rand Paul made no, no points this morning. He made no endorsement this morning. He didn't unendorse someone. He didn't not endorse someone. Now, he did say never Nikki, that he won't vote for Nikki. But that didn't allude to the candidate that he wants. It really is, it really is Republicanism 101. And it plays to Trump. I mean, he actually mentioned Trump first in his little video that I'm going to show you. Uh, He mentions Trump. First, now this is all you know right before the Iowa caucus, and Rand Paul doesn't want to be caught. Here's what he doesn't want to be caught he doesn't want to be caught not endorsing the winner of the Republican primary. That's important to Rand Paul. The thing most important to Rand Paul is someone because people tell him he's wrong all the time. So, one last time that people could tell him that he was wrong and produce video evidence of it, the better. You know what I mean? So Rand Paul does not endorse anyone, which means he didn't actually say who would win. Now, Rand Paul knows something that I know. Rand Paul knows something that Chris Christie knows. Rand Paul knows something that most people who could, you know, 
look at the election, look at a primary, know the schedule, know who's going to win, why, and determine that Nikki Haley is not going to win. Nikki Haley is not going to win. Rand Paul also knows that Nikki Haley is actually the worst, the worst narrative for Donald Trump to win. Okay, it's the worst narrative for Donald Trump to win. And the reason why is because the media wants Nikki Haley to win so badly. Because the media wants Donald Trump to lose these primaries. He, they want him to not be the nominee. They've wanted that for a long time. It's the whole reason why people thought I've been crazy forever because I've been saying he's going to be the nominee. 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 Me, I think I'm kind of crazy for it a little bit for a long time. Oh, DeSantis. And then, uh, oh, Nikki Haley. Or Nikki Haley was first. And then DeSantis. And then Chris Christie. Asa Hutchinson. Tim. Tim Scott. Mike Pence. And, there was no one that was going to challenge the incumbent, the visual incumbent, the lying incumbent of Trump. Ron Paul knows that. Rand, excuse me, Rand Paul. Ron Paul probably knows that too. But Rand Paul knows that. Rand Paul knows that Nikki Haley will not win in Iowa. Will not win in New Hampshire. She definitely will not win South Carolina. It is not a thing. It's not a thing. And so he is making a video, so he is correct. The point I want to try to make with this is that the Republican Party, whether it be in the House, in the Senate, in state houses, and state conventions, and delegates, in the Iowa caucus next week, these people know who's going to win. They know who's going to win. And to ignore that he's going to win or that it's inevitable, it's going to hurt in the long run. But I'm not going to hurt you. Well, it might hurt to watch some of these videos. I'm not going to lie. I'm going to show you the Rand Paul video. I'm going to show you some evidence that the Christian nationalists want to kill us. I'm going to show you that. Don't go anywhere. I promise all that. And Bonehead of the Week. Hey, it's Friday. Bonehead of the Week. That guy with the last name Sanchez is here. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. We'll be right back. Mark, 60 seconds. This is the Tony Michaels Podcast. Are you ready for best pizza of life? Bring friends down to Pepperoni Hug Spot. Our chefs make pizza with heart and special touch. Cheese, pepperoni, vegetable, and more secret things. Need delivery? Pizzas come fast. Knock, knock, who's there? Pizza magic. Eat pepperoni hug spot pizza. Your tummy say thank you. Your mouth say, mmm. Pepperoni hug spot. It's like family, but with more cheese. Catch Tony's Twitch stream, The Shit List Roundup, at twitch.tv slash the Tony Michaels. We're back to the king of brilliance. This is the Tony Michaels Podcast. Welcome back to the show. We are brought to you by Lawn Juice 1000. That's right. Sponsor Long Juice 1000 is the best grass clippings you can put in your water anywhere in the world. We love Long Juice 1000 here at the Tony Michaels Podcast. I use it every single morning that ends in not why. 
it is the greatest juice that you would use um, to make you feel tough and strong and have three hands. That's right. It makes you grow three hands. You can see here that Lawn Juice 1000. It tastes great. It gives you a thumbs up and it gives you two extra hands to actually make your Lawn Juice 2000. Now, you are saying, Tony, good night. Just go in my yard, mow my yard, rake up all the grass clippings and put them right in my water. Well, you could do that. You could do that. It would have the exact same effect that Lawn Juice 1000 would have. But then what would be the fun in that? Why? Why wouldn't you want to spend all this time eating Lawn Juice 1000 with your with your friends. It's a fun activity to do, to mix up all, all your grifty, grifty, grift juice, the Lawn Juice 1000, into your water and drink it every morning for no other reason than to be drinking a glass of water that tastes like your yard. I mean, just go to lawnjuice1000doesn'texist.com. Actually, no, I, I excuse me, I got the website wrong. It's lawnjuice1000.grift. Lawnjuice1000.grift. Use the promo code, give me your fucking money, and you get 100% off. 100% off. Lawnjuice1000. I'm just kidding. It's it's not real. I'm just making it all up. <laughs> it's time to grift here at the Tony Michaels Podcast, and we can grift You know how we grift. We like to make fun. Mmm. We should do like an official commercial for Lawn Juice 1000, I think. I like, I like, I tell you what, I like my Lawn Juice 1000. It tastes d- deliciously like a compost pile. It really does. But the thing that really gets me going in the morning to do nothing other than probably just like, I don't know, eating a bagel and some yogurt or a bowl of cereal is the Super Griff gummies. When you pair in the morning, that that compost that compost water with the super grift gummy that does nothing for you besides make sure someone else gets your money oh man boom that's the breakfast of non champions it really is the breakfast of nincompoops who buy products that don't work and taste like shit all right <laughs> all right <laughs> oh, i appreciate every last one of you coming here every single weekday cuz that's the true tony michaels podcast grift is you watching this show for two full hours every single weekday, Monday through Friday, noon Eastern, 11 Central, on YouTube, the Books of Face, Twitch, and and Instagram now. I noticed a few people are watching out there on Instagram. I see you. I don't. I can't really see you that well, but I do see you. But if you want to support the show and support the grift here at the Tony Michaels Podcast, go to thetonymichaels.com. That's the tonymichaels.com you can subscribe at the top i send out notifications every once in a while the brand new episode every single day is at the very top you can see this last sunday rant is here if you want to watch sunday rants pan on down to memberships and become a paid member of patreon that is actually the biggest way that this microphone stays powered on by you the audience against fascism that is how it stays powered on that is my main grift is that you just make sure to contribute and make sure that that I can continue to yell and scream every single day to thousands and thousands of people for two full hours Monday through Friday. Uh, but you can also follow me on Patreon if you can't if you can't give uh, there. That is fine too. I allow you to follow on Patreon for free. But if you are a paid member, you get to see us every Sunday on the Sunday Rant, and this Sunday is going to be a special one. 
That's right. This Sunday is going to be a special one, though. I am going to open it up to everyone this Sunday. I wanted to tell you that this Sunday rant on this 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 current weekend is going to be open to all the folks. We're going to open up to the public so you can see what the Sunday rant is about. So make sure to do this. If you want to see what the Sunday rant's about, go follow me on Patreon for free. Okay? Follow me on this. Follow me on this. Go follow me on Patreon for free. The link is at thetonymichaels.com. Follow me there this Sunday at 8 p.m. Central. So it's 9 Eastern. It's in the evening. I do it in the evening. After the weekend's over, we're all going to get snuggled up in our beds. I make sure to give you a rant before you, so you're ready for Monday morning. You know what I mean? Fired up, fired up, fired up. Give it to me, give it to me, give it to me, give it to me. But go to Patreon, follow me for free. You will find the link there for the for the, the Patreon Sunday rant that will be open to the public. And you'll get to see what the Sunday rant's about. And that will help you make the decision if you want to be a paid member and you want to participate every single Sunday with the Sunday rant. I also am going to make a special announcement this weekend about the tattoo. A lot of people have reached out to me and they've said, hey, we want to be a part of that tattoo process because I've been talking about the tattoo that I'm going to get in a couple weeks on my arm. It is the microphone. Um, it is the inspiration from this tat- uh, merch design, the tattoo collection. This machine kills fascist. Uh, it will be a microphone. It has some roses on it. It's going to be a little different because this doesn't exactly fit on my arm the way that the tattoo will, but it is inspired by that. And a lot of people reached out and said, hey, Tony, we want to help out. We want to be part of that process. And more than anything, they want me to like live stream during the the, the tattoo. So I'm going to be doing something special. I'm going to announce it on Sunday. That's the other reason why I want to kind of open up the Patreon so everyone can come join in, hear that announcement. Don't worry, though. If you can't come on Sunday, I'll be announcing it all week next week. I'll be talking about it um, because the tattoo is coming up. My appointment is coming up very, very, very soon. It's actually the 26th. So Friday, the 26th of two weeks in the afternoon, two weeks from today uh, is the tattoo. So. If you want to participate, and I know a lot of people sent me messages um, wanting to be a part of that process. So, and I think that's really cool. And I really, I really appreciate all that support and I appreciate your interest in it. And I think it's really cool that you guys are ex- as excited as I am about it. Cause I'm, I'm super excited to have that. I'm super excited to show you. Um, so, so uh, listen in on Sunday. We'll have a special announcement like that. All right. Enough of the griffs. Get out of here. You fucking griffs. You're grifty, grift, grift, grift. Uh, wait, 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 wait. One, one more, one more. <laughs> one more of this with this lawn juice one does. Look at that. <laughs> oh. Lawn juice 1000 blows away the taste of any of their competition in the lawn clippings water business. Oh, boy. Head and tails above it. <laughs> Mm-mm-mm. All right. All right. Let's go to the clips here. I want to show you. Um, should we start with Rand Paul? Because he's that irrelevant. I think we should probably start with Rand Paul. Okay. Let me show you the video that he made yesterday. That might clear some of this up. Um, here's his here's his video from yesterday. Oh, shit. Hang on a second. Uh, there we go. All right. Here's Rand Paul's video from yesterday. All right. Let's listen. Hey, everybody. Yeah. As you know, I've been pretty quiet about the presidential race, which is kind of unusual for me. Oh, okay. Tune in tomorrow morning, and I've got something very important to say on the presidential race. Oh, okay. Tune in. All right. Well, we're just, 
waiting on the edge of our seat. <laughs> what the fuck? Who gives a fuck what he has to say? I, I actually hear. Here's the tweet. I'll show you what I said um, to this at the time. Um, I said, are you changing his diaper again? I mean, we know we know Rand Paul wants to be president of the United States. It's not it's not fucking rocket surgery. Rand Paul wants a fascist to be the president of the United States. And what better fascist than the cult leader, Donald Trump himself? So, I mean, of course, that's what he's he's going to endorse Donald Trump. Right. Isn't that what he's going to do? Oh, no, that's not what he's going to do. Let's listen a little bit of this. I don't want to listen to the whole thing. It is Rand Paul who gives a shit what he says. But let's listen to a little bit of it. Good morning, everyone. Yeah, you're wearing the same outfit. Yesterday, I'm ready to say. Yesterday, this is today. You were, I think you were in the same goddamn outfit. This is the same suit, the same. Did this guy go to sleep at all? Is he a vampire? Is Rand Paul a vampire? I don't know. Let's uh, keep going. Something about the presidential race. Mm -hmm. I've had a long relationship with Donald Trump, and there's a lot to like. Whoa, 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 whoa. Have him and Donald Trump been fucking for a while? Maybe that's why we haven't seen Melania. I know they blame it on the death of her mother and all that. Like Trump cares about fucking other people or some shit. You know what I mean? Like they're like, oh, the reason why she hadn't been around is if Trump and Melania give a shit about other human beings. She's the one that wore a fucking jacket that said, I don't care. Fuck you. I don't care. And we're supposed to believe that she gives a shit about her mother. I know that seems Tony, you shouldn't be saying that, but what am I supposed what am I supposed to believe? What am I fucking supposed to believe? Well, keep going. Apparently Rand Paul has been having a relationship with him. So maybe that's why we haven't seen Melania lately. Like there. I'm also a big fan of a lot of the fiscal conservatism of Ron DeSantis. Oh, oh, he means let me let me interpret the fascism. The, the fascism. That's that's what he means. That's what he means. He means the big government all up in your bedroom, all in your undies. Fascism that Ron DeSantis says, because there's nothing better that Republicans like than, than a fascist who is obsessed with someone else's genitalia. They fucking love that. I think Vivek Ramaswamy has been a, an important voice. Also, <laughs> Vivek Ramadingdong has been an important voice. Doing what? Lying? I mean, listen to this. Listen to this. Listen to this. Ron Paul really Rand, Ron, Rand. I wish he was Ron Paul, really, honestly. This would be more fucking relevant. Rand Paul. Rand Rand Paul thinks Ramadama Ding Dong. He he says lies. And they really they like candidates who lie. They really do. They love that. Listen to and met with the independent Bobby Kennedy. No, he loves Bobby Kennedy too. I mean, the only reason why he likes Bobby Kennedy is Bobby Kennedy is is a COVID denier. He's a fucking bonehead, and he likes to spread conspiracy theories about vaccines and Fauci. Yeah, well, we know what you like about Bobby Kennedy Jr. and it's and it's not you guys are lifting buddies. It's obvious. I'm yet ready to make a decision, but I am ready to make a decision on someone who I cannot support. Oh, he's not. I'm not ready to make a decision, but I'm ready to make a decision. <laughs> Okay, so my guess is is that Rand Paul is going to do no another one of these windy videos uh, in a couple months after South Carolina, and he's going to be like, I told you Nikki Haley wouldn't win, and I endorsed Donald Trump because he's going to be the nominee anyways, and it it only makes sense for me to, to endorse him because I'm going to go debase myself and vote for the dictator to never have elections again at the Republican National Convention. <laughs> what? Dude, dude. Listen, 
you can have a microphone with a with a windscreen on it like they 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 have like it's it's on the internet now you just go buy one they're not really that fucking expensive hell you can get a bluetooth one man you get a fucking bluetooth one that works really well you just clip it on your on your fucking cheap ass jc penny's non-tailored suit there and you can clip it on and it's got a windscreen so you don't get the wind in there and, and it sounds so much better than some lackey holding your fucking cell phone chief jesus christ no wonder this guy's neighbor beat the holy living shit out of him you fucking kidding me no wonder i mean man i'm not saying i i'm not a violent person in general like i won't resort to violence first i'm gonna be one of the last resorts that i take i mean i think it's most people's you know, kind of thought process like that. That would be one of the last resorts I would take. And, um, but I mean, if you had to live next to this motherfucker, you know what I mean? If you had to live next to this son bitch, you might want to kick his ass on a daily, but let's go. Let's see. Let's see. Um, <laughs> let's see how you're not going to make a non-decision, but making a decision. Let's hear what his decision is. So I'm announcing this morning that I'm never Nikki. If you go to nevernicky.net, let her know that you're not a supporter either. <laughs> oh my god. If you go to <laughs> Oh my god. Oh yeah. Nevernicky.net. How fucking 1998 is that? net. <laughs> oh fuck <laughs> these fucking rubes they what's what's impressive is they're like no no really our party's attracting young people <laughs> they're like biden's really old so we're gonna get all the young people because biden's old <laughs> oh my god oh my god Wow, it's fucking amazing. And that's the only reason why I want to show you this because it's so funny. It, like, and, and honestly, it speaks to the whole process, right? Because Nikki Haley is not going to win anything, folks. She's, she, let, let me say it, let me say it very clearly. Nikki Haley will not win at all. Say it again. Nikki Haley will not win anything. And your best indication of that, your best indication of that is that the media keeps pushing a narrative that she can possibly, maybe, just maybe, probably not, but she could have a chance. Yeah, maybe like one in a gazillion, one a gazillion chance that she might, might win the primary in New Hampshire because there's a poll that shows that it, I mean, she's still 10 points behind him in the poll, even if she grabs up Chris Christie's vote or and Ron DeSantis's vote, she's still 10 points behind him. But she might, might have a chance. Remember that scene in uh, Dumb and Dumber when he thinks he's gonna, you know, get with the girl at the very end, they're in the hotel room, and she's like, Look, there's like one in a hundred million chance that I'll ever be with you. And he's like, so you're saying there's a chance. <laughs> That's what people out there that think Nikki Haley's going to win or want to go with that fucking narrative that Nikki Haley can win. <laughs> That's what it makes me fucking feel like. Like you people 
are ridiculous. And even, even having any kind of conversation that Nikki Haley can win without like pointing out that she, she can't actually win is really dumb. It's like, it's like trying to have a conversation that Ron DeSantis is going to win this primary folks. Listen, listen to me. It's really, honestly, it's the, it's the same as saying that fucking saying that, that Chris Christie could win. It's dumb. It's stupid. It's stupid. She's not going to win. She's not going to win. She's not going to win. I do have a congressman here, though, that could win. So you're telling me there's a chance. There is a chance that this. (laughs) Yeah. Yes. So you're telling me there's a chance. Well, there's a chance that this congressman can win. Uh, His name is Jerry Mander, and he's running in the great state of Georgia. Let's listen to Jerry Mander here. This is great. Hi, I'm Jerry. Jerry Mander. And I'm running for Congress in the great state of Georgia. I believe in three things. God, guns, and that bisexuals aren't real. (laughs) Yep, call me old-fashioned, but back in my day, going both ways meant playing offense and defense. The only time our papaws got their butts was in Vietnam. (laughs) The January 6th prisoners should be released. They are American patriots who refuse to give in to the woke agenda. On the other hand, January 6th was perpetrated by the Democrats in an attempt to make Republicans look bad. How could both of these be true at the same time? Well, how come some people have titties and a d- <laughs> bed on it? The Democrats want to open the borders so that Mexicans can live in our pool houses and make stinky tortillas on our Traeger grills. Well, not on my watch. Yep, when I'm elected, we will instead hire those Mexicans to work at factories I personally hold stock in, pay them cash below minimum wage, effectively helping them steal your job, and then pretending it wasn't our fault. Scoreboard. Back in my day, we had prayer in school. Want to know what we didn't have? Blacks. I mean, school shootings. If you want someone to use logic and facts and compassion to lead you in Congress, well, vote for someone else. But if you want a red-blooded American who refuses to eat his wife's vote for Jerry Mander. (laughs) And we should all consider that every single one of them, as funny as this satire piece is, because Jerry Mander isn't real, but he does seem real on the daily basis in our country, doesn't it? With the likes of Clay Higgins, Troy Newells, Marjorie Taylor Greene, Lauren Boebert, Matt Gatz, and all these fucking assholes, Scott Perry, Comer Pyle, Jim Jordan. Are you fucking shitting me? And let me tell you something. There's a whole class of, of idiots out there waiting in the wings to be the next set of assholes. 100%. Um, and Corey, Corey Ryan Forrester points it out here. And uh, this is this person's name is not actually Jerry Mander. Jerry Mander is is a is a parody character of what Republican. Hi, but it, I know Jerry, it's hard to tell Jerry Mander, and I'm running for Congress in the great. I know it's hard to tell. I understand that it's really difficult to tell the satire here, and the reason why is because they're actually they they like they 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 say shit like that. They're like, yeah, yeah, the insurrection was not insurrection. Those people were true patriots that went to the Capitol that day to make sure that our government 
was uh, did the right thing because it was stolen from Donald Trump. But they were all Antifa. All of them were anti. All of it was all it was set up. It said it was Nancy Pelosi and it was his Black Lives Matter and it was all his anti. And listen, listen, shit eaters. It wasn't Antifa. I was here that day at the Antifa corporate headquarters in Commie Falls, Missouri. I was here. That's where we broadcast. We broadcast from the corporate headquarters of Antifa in Commie Falls, Missouri. And we did not endorse any of those people. We did not send those people. And frankly, if our members did go there and they were there on the grounds as card-carrying members of Antifa, we will revoke their membership. We we would revoke their membership immediately. Um, so I'm sorry to inform you, but it wasn't Antifa. There was someone on the ground there that day. There was someone that was really jealous that he didn't get to be part of the insurrection and the coup attempt, and the coup attempt failed. His name was Roger Stone. Uh, that's right, Roger Stone, or Stodgerone, as I refer to him here. I've always thought that uh, Stodgerone was actually the go-between between the Oath Keepers and Trump. That's right. There was a go-between between the Oath Keepers and Trump. There was a person who was going to be sending messages back and forth between the President of the United States at the time, Grandpa Hitler, and the Oath Keepers who were on the ground trying to commit an insurrection. They wanted martial law so they could start arresting members of Congress. That way, if they arrested... Now, listen to this. If they arrested members of Congress under martial law and they arrested the ones that were going to vote to certify Joe Biden, then what would happen is the majority would have voted to certify Donald Trump. That was their boneheaded thinking. And this guy was being protected by the Oath Keepers that day. Frankly, it was being protected by Proud Boys up until the day before when they made the agreement to switch the protection of Roger Stone. What would make me think that he was the go-between between the seditious Oath Keepers and the President of the United States who wanted to overthrow our government? I don't know. You tell me. But listen to how he feels about certain Congress people here. See if you can spot how he wants to unalive them. And then we'll talk about why the FBI hasn't arrested him yet. Get this over with. It's time to do it. And we'll see how brave the rest of them. You can follow up with Strawwaller and Madeline before the election. They need to get the message. And just not putting up with this Play it. Let me let me play it again because it's hard to it's hard to hear. Actually, you know what? I'll mute it and I'll narrate it. Um, let's go find Swalwell and get it over with. I don't know if he's talking about fucking Swalwell, but I feel like he's talking about killing Swalwell. Uh, and he means he means Swalwell. He means Eric Swalwell, the congressman from from California. Let's continue. So he says, let's go find Swalwell and get it over with. It's time to do it. And then we will see how brave the rest of them are. Oh, oh, I see. I see. So so what they're what he's doing is he's saying we will kill congressmen and we'll be open that we're killing congressmen because it'll be obvious. Right. Just like it's obvious who sent the bomb threat to the judge in New York. Just like it's obvious who sends the bomb threats to children's hospitals. That's right. They sent bomb threats, bomb threats to children's hospital. That's right. Bomb threats. They swat. Bomb they, on an airplane. You can't say bomb on an airplane. Bomb, 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 bomb. You gonna arrest me? You- 
can't say bomb. You can't say bomb on an airplane. And you can't you can't threaten to kill a congressman. You can't do that. You you you, oh, you shouldn't. You should not. That that is against the law. You cannot threaten to kill a public official and like the public official. That's not a good idea. Now, uh, you remember several months ago, there was a guy out in Utah. Remember this? Remember the guy out in Utah who the FBI went to get his guns because this guy was threatening to kill the president of the United States when he went to Utah. This guy was putting it all over the internet. He's like, yeah, I fucking hate Joe Biden. I'll kill him. If he comes here to Utah, he was saying that shit on the internet. He's saying that shit on the internet, posting what gun he was going to use. And the FBI went, I forget that fucking shit eater's name. If someone remembers that shit eater's name, throw it in chat. It will. Um, yeah. And uh, got free on, on, on the Discord says the guy got babbitted. Yeah, so the FBI shows up at his house with a warrant to take the motherfucker's guns because he threatens to kill the President of the United States and they get in a gunfight and have to kill some bitch because he's firing back at them. He's going to kill them, so they have to unalive him. Hmm. But here's Roger Stone. Let, let's continue here. Here's Roger Stone. Let's continue. And I'll show you the audio again, but I'm just going to read it because it's hard to hear it. There, and he's claiming he didn't say this, and this is AI, and this is what the shit eater is going to do. There's going to be a big debate, and it's going to be a big distraction rather this is AI real. It's fucking real. It's fucking real, and Roger Stone said this shit. Okay? Now, I have my reasons to believe why he said it, um, but let's continue. He says either Roger Stone or Natter has to die before the election. So this is before the election. They need to get the message. I'm just not going to put up with this shit anymore. Meaning where Trump's going to lose. Trump's going to lose. They knew he was going to lose, folks. This is Roger Stone knowing that Trump was going to lose. And they needed to have fears stricken in the Democrats' hearts to make sure that the Democrats did not stand in the way of Donald Trump stealing the election because they knew he were gonna lose, he was gonna lose. Now, my my view of it is is the reason why Roger Stone isn't under arrest at this point is one of two things. Either A, he is an informant, an FBI informant, which actually is the most logical conclusion that I could come up with. I really think that there is a possibility that Alex Jones and Roger Stone were FBI informants for a long time. Now, as everyone knows, Roger Stone and Alex Jones, and maybe you don't know, Roger Stone and Alex Jones are very good friends. Roger Stone is on his show a lot. I know Alex appears on, on Roger's show a lot. Roger is really close to Donald Trump, really fucking close to Donald Trump. Probably, probably within a text message away from Donald Trump or a phone call from Donald Trump. I'm telling you, it is, it is, and it is likely that he was possible uh, was a possible go-between between the Oath Keepers and Donald Trump. Now, FBI informants are not good people, right? Everyone, when I said that the other day, everyone's like, no, Tony, he's a shithead. He's not an FBI informant. Look, FBI informants are not good people. FBI informants normally are crooked, criminal, sleazy, scumbag motherfuckers. It's the reason why they're informants. <laughs> it's the reason why they're informants. That's the reason they use scumbag shitheads to be informants. How else? They're not going to get someone with high credibility to be within 
this organization of MAGA that's that's wanting to fucking talk about killing Congress people to send a message. They're not going to get fucking people with credibility to do that. Okay. And honestly, you have to have something against these people to get them to be informants. Like, I don't know the possible threat of indictment on a federal crime. It's a lot of times what happens. There's federal crimes that they can indict them on and they use that to hold them against them to go get worse criminals to be informants on worse criminals. And Roger Stone is the is is the fucking godfather of dirty tricks in Washington DC. And to believe to believe that the dirty trick of him being an informant isn't a possibility is fucking boneheaded at best. Now, I I don't I don't know. I don't know for any fact but why the fuck else is Roger Stone not arrested here for 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 surmising this before the election? I mean, Eric Swalwell gets plenty of death threats. We we all know this. He gets plenty of death threats in his DMs and Twitter. We've watched as people would threaten to kill him and they will go arrest those people. Eric Swalwell specifically, specifically Eric Swalwell, they have arrested people, th- threatened to kill him. And the reason why is because, number one, Eric Swalwell... Uh, it uses MAGA as a punching bag. Uh, he fucking, he fucking buries Jim George, Jim. I don't report sex crimes, Jordan in the trash every fucking day uh, when they're in the committee hearing. And MAGA definitely does not like when Eric Swalwell makes Jim. I don't report sex crimes. Jordan look like a fool. MAGA hates it. When you make pedophiles look like a fool. Oh, fucking hates it. I don't know if Jim Jordan's a pedophile, but they hate that. You know, I don't know if there's any correlation between them hating Eric Swalwell, making a fool out of Jim Jordan, and then people making fools out of pedophiles. I don't know if they're, I have no idea, but it seems like there's a correlation there. Why isn't this guy arrested? Huh? I think it's a valid question. Now, why is it so important in this moment in time, right now, right as we speak? Do you think... Do you think for a second that the guy that I just showed a video of, Rand Paul, hasn't received death threats if he doesn't start to make decisions and make videos standing outside the windy Capitol without a decent fucking microphone? You you think you think all these people who are who are trying to decide what's going to happen in these primaries that aren't going to choose Donald Trump aren't getting death threats? On the fucking daily? Do you think that dirty tricks aren't being played inside Republican politics right now for these caucuses for Trump to win? Oh, there's going to be all kinds of stories of dirty tricks at the caucuses for Trump to win in Iowa. There's going to be all kinds of stories, and some of them are going to be valid. Some of them are going to be complete bullshit out of New Hampshire and South Carolina of Donald Trump playing dirty tricks to win those primaries. Why do you think I'm so confident? Why do you think I'm so confident that Donald Trump's going to win those primaries? I mean, I know people in this chat have been super worried that no matter what we do, no matter how much the coalition shows up, the Republicans are going to try to cheat to win. And that's what they do. That's why they say Democrats, the only way they can win is cheat because it's all fucking projection. Grandpa Hitler said that the other day at the Fox News town hall Hitler meeting. Right. The Hitler town hall that Fox News had. For Grandpa Swatter, Grandpa Bomb Threat. 
Grandpa Poopy Pants. You know, Trump smells. I came up with Grandpa Poopy Pants like over three years ago. Over three years ago, I was calling him Grandpa Poopy Pants. <laughs> just, just saying. That's why this is so fucking important. That's why this is so fucking important. And the question is, why isn't Roger Stone and why isn't Alex Jones, but Roger Stone more than anything because of this tape, why isn't he under arrest this morning, at least being detained? Hmm? I wonder what it could be. I wonder. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, we're going to bring Bonehead of the Week here soon, but I promised you a couple clips of white Christian nationalists uh, and some Nazis actually threatening to kill anyone who's not them. And I'm going to show you that. Um, but I got to I gotta get a um, message in here. Oh, shit. That's not what I want. I got to get a message in here to to the guy with the last name Sanchez to see um, how much time he's got here uh, for Bonehead of the Week. We're going to do Bonehead of the Week here in just a bit. But I do want to show you another. Uh, <laughs> this is an image of a tweet. This is an image of a tweet. Oh, yes. I also have this this piece of business that I have to take care of. Uh, Erica yesterday sent me a Venmo chat. If you want, you can go to thetonymichaels.com. You can send me a Venmo chat there. And I forgot this one yesterday from Eric, Erica. And Erica, I appreciate you so much. As every day with your coming here and watching, she says, Tony, love what you're doing every day. I'm a proud Patreon supporter. Keep it up, Tony. Thank you very much, Erica. If you guys want to get a message in, you can go to thetonymichaels.com. Click the Venmo Super Chat, and I will try to get your message up on screen. Just make sure you tell me your name or handle if you want uh, the handle recognition. Um, from whatever platform that you watch the show on, whether it's uh, tubes of you, the books of face, the, the Instagrammies or the Twitch machine. Okay. Just type that in there. Um, when you're, when you're getting to the, uh, the Venmo super chat. Now here is a, here's a, here's an image of a tweet from Andrew Tate. Um, he tweets, I have, uh, I have a hundred hoes. Okay. And I'm, I'm, I'm guessing he's talking about women here. Because uh, he's definitely not talking about like water hoses or garden hose. Um, he's definitely talking about women here. I have a hundred hoes who wish they were my dog. Hmm. Very interesting. Very um, informative tweet, don't you think? Well, the picture that goes along with it is fucking hilarious. This guy, Andrew Tate, is. <laughs> I think this is so funny. All right. So he's in a bed, obviously, and he appears to be naked. Um, and the dog appears to be drugged or roofied. Um, and he's looks like he's tweeting this while he's fucking the dog. I'm not going to lie. Does Andrew Tate fuck his dog? I mean, this is the, this is the question that I have. Is he, I mean, that's what it feels like he's saying, right? I mean, I know he wants us to talk about this. That's why he's tweeting it is that he's, he's, he wants us to say he's fucking his dog. So maybe he is fuck. I don't, I don't know. I, I think, I think, I think, I think he's, an, I think he likes to fuck dogs. Um, I have a hundred hoes who wish they were my dog. And then he's, it's kind of wild. <clears throat> Whoo. This is okay. Now I, I know, I know you feel like you're like, Oh, Tony, what's, what's this got to do with anything folks? These people idolize this son of a bitch. Republicans, Republican voters everywhere, they idolize this motherfucker. 
this white Christian nationalism that's going around, they idolize that motherfucker. It's fucking insane, but that's where we're at in the political discourse of, of all of it. Um, speaking of the political discourse of white Christian nationalist, let me show you here. Uh, uh, let's go to, I got another clip of uh, Lauren Wentz's podcast, but before that, I want to show you how some of these shit eaters feel about Jewish folks in this country. Let's see. Let's see if we can guess how they feel about Jewish folks. The next step after that, you know, you're going on this, on this course, this trajectory is to full blown ban Jews from running in political campaigns get them out of positions of power within the country, halt all foreign Israeli influence in our government and in our economy. Fuck it all. Burn it down. Rebuild the entire country. Fuck it all. Burn. Burn it down. Burn it down. Get rid. Get rid of Jewish people. Get rid of Jews. Have you noticed his hat says America America first? If you're wondering um, how this all ties to white Christian nationalism and MAGA and the uh, um, America first Nazi party in this country. Um, America first is Nick Fuentes's little, little organization. Um, now you're thinking who is Dalton? And it's the <laughs> Dalton and Tyler. <laughs> Can you imagine? Oh my God. If Adolf Hitler, listen to this. If Adolf Hitler, at the end of the Second World War, when he was gathering up really young children to fight for him, I don't. Know, I don't know if that's that's the thing everyone knows, but Hitler was so desperate at the end of the war, he was putting guns in children's hands and sending them to the front line to be killed and slaughtered because he was desperate. He was desperate. He he knew he knew what was going to happen. Um, but can you imagine if he would have had like ranking officers named Dalton and Tyler? <laughs> and I don't mean to make fun of anyone's. I am making fun of their names. I'm not saying yes. I am making fun of their names. These are weak names. Um, these are weak people, weak minded people. They're also weak people. These people, these two motherfuckers would not want to meet someone like me in public um, for the debate sake of it. The debate sake of it is what I'm saying. Um, they would be so scared they would run the fuck away. Um, they wouldn't have a shot in hell of actually challenging anyone uh, belly to belly, face to face within spitting distance of someone. Um, and I know that just by their names alone, Dalton and Tyler. You do not name your son Dalton or Tyler if um, you want them to be, you know, manly men have this sense of masculinity. Um, that's not what you do. And that may be why Dalton and Tyler are so fucking pissed off here is because they're such closeted gay men and they're pussies and they can't stand their own skin. They can't stand who they truly are. So they've got to hate on other folks and they've got to wish the death of other folks. Let's, let's listen, rework it as a Christian nation. Like that's it. I think all these people should be, obviously, I think we feel the same way tried for treason we should throw them in, in prison they're disgusting they're freaks jews are parasites on this jews are parasites these people should be tried for treason treason because they were born okay this is this is the thought press process of these little pussy ass bitches these punk ass bitches dalton and tyler now 
You're like, Tony, who gives a shit about these motherfuckers? Who gives a shit about them? Who gives a fuck about them? Who do you think gives a fuck about them? I mean, most people aren't paying attention to this shit. They're not paying attention to what shit boxes who are fucking Nick Fuentes' lackeys, America First lackeys, like Dalton and Tyler here, but there are people who are paying attention, and the reason why is because they see the messaging as a way to gather power. Okay, that's what fascists do. And, and Skip points out a, a, a really good point here on Discord. He said, those are incel gamer bros. Incel gamer bros. Yeah, they are. And they're not just... They're not just they're not just saying this shit on some kind of weird ass podcast. They're saying this while they're playing video games too to hundreds, sometimes thousands of people. And they're young men with the same stupid name or something similar as Dalton and Tyler. That's why people should consider what they're naming their children before they name them. So I'm naming your kids stupid fucking things. It does have an effect. It does, whether you like it or not. And if you want to be offended that I'm saying that. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> it's the truth. <laughs> it's the fucking truth. But people are listening to these son of a bitches. Because they're listening to one motherfucker. And then they listen to this motherfucker. And this motherfucker. And this mo- and it compounds. It's the same reason the shit I say here. On this tiny little YouTube show. And Facebook show. And Twitch show. The messaging cascades out. What I say here ends up on MSNBC within, it used to be months. It used to be months. Now it's days, sometimes weeks. Messaging cascades. Ideas cascade. And they cascade into discourse. And when the political discourse becomes what these fucking assholes are talking about, you get results like we're getting right now. Listen country and i mean i mean you know well all right that's maybe a little bit crazy <laughs> oh yeah, but that's it is a little true crazy. like like uh the ha, ha 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 it's funny it's crazy but it's true the the jews that reject christ the jews that it is that, that push a secular liberal globalist agenda in this country they are parasites they they are parasites the white christian nationalists have told us they're parasites they're vermin they take, they take, they take. They don't give anything of value. They don't build. They don't create. The only creators in this country are white Christian men for the most part. It's like 90% of it probably. Oh, Tony, don't call them white Christian nationalists. They're actually Christian nationalists. It has nothing to do with their skin color. You people need to wake the fuck up. You need to wake the fuck up. I will shake you awake if I have to. And I know most of the audience needs to, is already woke to this idea. But messaging cascades. My messaging cascades. Their messaging cascades. Your messaging cascades. I'm just showing you how it works. All right, let's keep going here with Tyler and Dalton. 
Um, and there are builders within within America, and those people are great. Jews just they aren't that. Their loyalty lies to Israel, and enough is enough. You know, there there are place there is a place for Jews in this country, but it's working for Christians. It's not the other way around. Oh, like in slave camps, huh? Is that what you mean? Working for Christians in slave camps? All right, all right. I'm keep providing you the evidence. And I, I have no idea why, why this type of shit is not on the national news. I have no, I have no fucking clue why this is not racked up every single day from hour to hour, at least two segments an hour on mainstream news. They don't talk about this type of shit at, on the fucking nightly news on a, a, ABC, NBC, CBS. I have no fucking idea. It is the poison that is rotting our fucking country is this white Christian nationalism. It is the reason why Donald Trump has a fucking chance in the first place. It's the reason why Trump exists. It's the reason why we got to pay attention to that motherfucker. You want to stop paying attention to Trump? You want to stop talking about him? You want to stop hearing him talk more than anything deep down inside your fucking bones? Then start telling people about white Christian nationalism and tell them that there is a fucking disease that has rot our fucking country. It is the reason why this stuff is happening, period. There is there is no other source of it than this. And we will continue to be challenged by this until we get rid of it. Because little shit eaters like Dalton and Tyler here say what they say, which gives the next big name like Laura, Laura Winsk or however you say her name, Laura, Laura fucking Hitler on her show. Remember we watched the clip where she was like, yeah, theocratic monarchy. Woohoo. Because theocratic monarchs, you can't tell them what the fuck to do. So there's no debate. We don't have to wait around for results. They just say something and they make it happen because it's authoritarianism. If you don't like it, then we'll kill you. And that's what I keep telling you. They're going to, they're, they want to kill us. They, they want to kill us. If we will not do what they want, they want to kill us. They want to get rid of us. They want to make us have a dirt nap. This is what they want. And they don't give a fuck if it's a mass genocide or if it's slow rolled one by one. They don't give a fuck. I'm telling you, it's real. Listen. There are people paying attention to uh, some of the things that are being threatened. And threatened as in like, we're aware of crimes. A lot of our compadres are, are aware of crimes. So people on the other side are really starting to wonder what happens if they do indeed take back control of the country. Well, Rachel Maddow believes that not only are we going to prosecute everybody on that side of the aisle, but there are going to be executions. Rachel Maddow believes... That they're not only going to win elections and have prosecutions, but there's going to be executions. Surely he's going to say that's not true. Surely that's what he's going to say here, right? He's, he's surely going to come to his senses and realize that that would be some crazy ass Nazi shit to say that shit out loud. That surely he won't let his white Christian nationalist fascism take a hold and the whole idea of a theocratic monarchy and people being had their heads chopped off or hang ha public hangings. Surely that won't be where he goes with this. Let's listen. She said this. Let's go. Mm. I mean, I mean, it, after they stand before a fair trial, 
then, you know, the judgment will be swift and it will be just. Yeah. After they stand before a fair trial between in front of a bunch of sycophant, Nazi-ass, white Christian nationalists, who if they don't kill the people that they're directed to kill, then they'll get killed. Fair, fair trial. You know, a fair trial. Fair trial. Listen, folks, I know that it feels like that this is just some one-off shit. It is not one-off shit. Jesus Christ, the fucking front runner, the guy who's going to be the nominee, who used to be our former president, who tried to overturn the government, and, and the Joint Chiefs, the chairman of the Joint Chiefs, Mark Milley, stood in front of the American people and told Armed service members who had or, or, or were active had taken the oath to the Constitution, had to tell them out loud, you take an oath to a document, not a fucking man. Don't listen to a single word this fucking dictator wannabe says. He's not your fucking savior. That Constitution is. Mark Milley, Donald Trump has suggested that they would execute him publicly. Where the fuck do you think these ideas are coming from? What do you think the disease is that allows Donald Trump to say that type of shit? Donald Trump is not allowed to say that stuff if his supporters won't back it. How do you th- how the fuck you think and how the fuck do you think Germans in 1930 stood back and watched Watch Jews in Germany be shipped on trains to go be put in the gas chambers, huh? How do you think that fucking happened? Do you think it was just like everyone got together like, you know what? We're going to be evil today. That's what we're going to do. We're going to be evil today. No. That's not how it fucking happened. It happened like this. It happened just like this. And if you're not yelling and screaming about it, then you're not doing this correctly. If you just have Trump derangement syndrome and continue talking about how the 14th Amendment is not going to win any fucking cases whatsoever and that the 14th Amendment is not going to save you, uh, just in the Oregon Supreme Court won't hear the case challenging Trump's eligibility because it doesn't have the authority. If you're going to talk about how Jack Smith at some criminal trial is going to save you or Nikki Haley in New Hampshire is going to save you from Donald Trump. You're missing it. You're missing. The, you're missing the point and you're missing the narrative. You're missing it. You're missing it. It's it's not a good message. I hate to I hate to break it to you. And I know a lot of people out there were like, no, no, it's a good message to take him off the ballot. Well, it's not real. It's not reality. And it's not a good message. It's not. Because he isn't actually the threat. Do you think, do you think, okay, let's, let's just go down a different timeline where Tony's completely fucking wrong. Okay. Let's, let's do that. Let's surmise that. Okay. Let's surmise that there's an alternative timeline from what Tony's saying. Let's say Nikki Haley 
wins New Hampshire resoundingly by 30 fucking points. And let's say she marches down to South Carolina and she wins her home state of North South Carolina and she becomes the nominee of the white Christian nationalist America first Nazi party. Do you really think, do you really think she's in charge? Do you? Do you think she's the one in charge? If she's being, if she's the nominee and they're like, Hey, you do what we want or we'll fucking unalive you. Think about it. This is well past the stage of turning anything off of getting the Nazi wiping the Nazi stench off the Republican party. They've, they've gone balls deep into white Christian nationalism and it has ate them alive. And it is the reason why they exist. The Republicans still. It will continue that way. But that alternative timeline doesn't make sense because you're like, oh, there's no way that white Christian nationalists would let Nikki Haley be the not. That's exactly my point. <laughs> what? What are you missing? What are you missing? It's really simple. It's really easy. Something that's also simple and easy is to stick around because when we come back from this break, the guy with the last name Sanchez is with us. And we're going to do bone end of the week. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Right after this. We'll be right back. Mark, 60 seconds. This is the Tony Michaels Podcast. Trying to remember all the things you boycotted can really get you stressed. Because there's no good way to keep them from becoming a cluttered mess. Well, now there's Boycott Binder, the ingenious organizer that keeps track of everything and everyone you've ever boycotted. The 72-category filing system makes it easy to organize boycotted people, places, and things so you can find them with ease. The large centered area can even fit your boycott sign. But best of all, when you're done, the Boycott Binder folds right up so you can take it anywhere. So if you're tired of having a cluttered mess, Call now and get the Boycott Binder for just $29.99. Plus, you'll also receive our next rep as a bonus. Just loop it around your neck to travel with ease. But call right now and we'll double the offer. That's two Boycott Binders and two next reps for just $29.99. Boycott Binders brought to you by the same makers of Binders Full of Women. Jumping back into it, this is the Tony Michaels Podcast. Welcome back to the show. Bonehead of the world. Oh, I got the I ain't got the thing on. What the hell's going on? There whoa, it is. Whoa, whoa. Bonehead of dude, the week. I tried. I tried. All right, we got the bonehead of the week, Gabe Sanchez. Welcome back to the Tony Michaels podcast. It's good to hey, see you, my friend. How are good, you? Good, good to be How's here. How's that good new car you. treating you? Is it still going good? Or did they? It's good. Did, it's or, good. Oh, I just got to say, did it get stolen again? I just. No. no oh, okay. No. I didn't know if you. Uh, okay. Dude, okay. I, I, I was having a, a conversation with someone the other day and was like, it's really unfortunate because. I had like in the past, like my family's had a Kia. I, I know people have Kias. They're great. They're quiet. They're very, very consistent and reliable. Hyundai, same way. 
Stop saying that. It's not Hyundai. It's Hyundai. No, <laughs> it's Hyundai. It's it's Hyundai. 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 No, it's, no, I changed it's it. Hyundai. I said I said Hyundai before, it's, and then you guys Hyundai. like, no, no, no. And I looked up as Hyundai. <laughs> it's Hyundai. No, it's Hyundai. Anyway, you drive one anyway, of them Hondas anyway. or Hyundais. <laughs> anyway, what I will say is that. Um, Oh, I was I was having a conversation. I was like, this is so unfortunate because like I really liked my my car that I had before before it just got totally pillaged. Um, and I was like, I would love to buy another one from that 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 uh, that maker. Right. And the unfortunate reality is because. The 2015 to 2021 gap is like when people like before the the push to start was was created or implemented into those cars mm-hmm. people don't know that so they still break in and then they go oh let me you know jump so start they, this they car think they, they can still push to start it and then so now you're well your they car's think that there's a key up. there's a key entry but then right. the problem is so that they go, oh i can't up. do it so then now and i got a fucked up window so it's like <laughs> i hate the fact i hate the fact that i now have to live in fear if I were to go with that, that make just, again, listen, just buy so then a I went with a totally truck. different car. I went with a totally truck. different car. Get a cyber truck and everyone will laugh at you. I have you it. Have I, I'm, I'm on the wait list, man. Are you on the wait? Are you on the no. wait list? <laughs> no. I like, like what's, what's hilarious. Walking is, over here. No, it was crazy. Everyone, everyone is uh, now debating in the chat. How to say, uh-huh. uh, Hyundai. It's a Hyundai. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's a Hyundai. <laughs> so. Hey, look, if I, let me, let me look it up real quick. It says, uh, Hundy, it's Hyundai. See, see like this. It's just like this. Uh, Scoremore says, "Hundy, I shrunk the kids." <clears throat> Hold on, that's how you say it. Hyundai, Hyundai, Hyundai. Okay, Hyundai, Hyundai. Yeah. yeah Hyundai. I, well, I went. I, I, you know, Google is good when you want to do like, hey, how do I pronounce this thing? Yeah, and they go, Hyundai. <laughs> Hyundai, 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 or or rather, the voice goes like Hyundai, Hyundai, depending Hyundai. on like. Does it do it in different accents? We'll do it. No, we'll do, Google. We'll do I don't it know. Maybe I could change we'll it. it but when I go, when I go, Hyundai. Hyundai. excuse me, excuse me. Okay, okay. I believe the word is Hyundai. Buy an American vehicle. Buy a Hyundai. <laughs> American made. American made. American. You great Ameri- love. The great American company, Hyundai. You know the, great the greatest American. <laughs> another great American maker is females. Okay, no abortions. Can't have them. <laughs> <laughs> it's a miracle that he um, excuse me excuse me okay i was talking tony <laughs> all right speaking of speaking of that bonehead let's do bonehead of the week oh bonehead of the week and we got some great boneheads and we're running out of time here, so we're gonna we're gonna have to uh, do some uh, flash rounds here. Don't worry, we, some of these people are really related to me. Right. We got James Comer, Comer Pyle. We got Donald Jessica Trump, and then Lauren Handball Bobert um, mm-hmm. that we got on the list here. Um, so tell me why why do we have Donald Trump on the list, or is it completely fucking obvious? Is that I mean I it, think it's pretty obvious. You know, yeah. he went. I think I think the main thing that I just want to call out is the yeah. fact that Donald Trump. Was too scared. Mm-hmm. I, I think. I think the events were just a few miles away from each other, weren't they? There was the town hall, and yeah. there was the debate. 
and uh-huh. they're just a few miles away from each other. You're and talking Donald about Trump the hit. You're talking about the Hitler town hall. Uh, that yeah, Fox yeah, News yeah, yeah. Ad, where he's yeah. like, "Look, it was a miracle. I made sure to criminalize pregnancies when I got rid of Roe v. Wade. Women will die because of me, and that's a miracle." Okay, if you they're dead, they can't come back for me for sexual harassment. That's Donald <laughs> Trump's. That's Donald Trump's logic right there. Oh, oh, um, <clears throat> I, that's pretty close, I think. I mean. Look, the guy, the guy said a lot of things and I, and I think that's probably the things that he's thinking, right? Just it's, it's only a matter of time before he's already come out and said, like, you can't run for president if you're not white. So, you know, he's going after Nikki Haley over that. Wait, 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 wait. What about Ramadama Ding Dong? No, no, it doesn't matter, dude. Ramadama Ding Dong is slamming, slamming, sling, slung up the bing bong, you know? Oh, okay. I just, he's a dude. He's in that booty. Look, Vivek Ramaswamy is in the booty hole and he's just like, all up in there. He's just he, he likes food. booty hole like like Andrew you know? Tate likes to fuck his dog. Did you see that Andrew Tate posted this morning that he fucks his dog? No. Yeah. No. You didn't see this? I, no, but I did see a video of Matt Walsh saying that it was super gay if you ever bought your significant other, partner, wife, husband, whatever, a uh-huh. present before because what he said was, "Oh, the way that you do Valentine's Day is you buy a gift on Valentine's Day. Everyone buys their gift on Valentine's Day. On the day." The, on the day you he can't goes, buy you, it before so this is like their their voting logic like you have yeah. to vote on that day because right. you can't make a decision based on anything but the day it's supposed to happen exactly. not before so he said now but here's the thing he said if you buy a gift before february 14th especially people who are like oh i want to buy this gift in january because god forbid something you want to buy is i don't know limited Limited uh, availability. It's going to sell out. You want to get it so you don't forget. Whatever. He says you're super gay. Super gay. If you you're so super, like wait a second. Yeah. So let's say let's say you're going to get your uh, your wife who is a woman who mm-hmm. let, let's say she's like super fucking beautiful, like huge uh-huh. potential, and she's just like a wonderful partner. She does mm-hmm. all kinds of things for you that you know, no one else would ever do. And then what you do is you go order a custom piece of jewelry to show your appreciation for all her potential and all the things that she does for you. Mm-hmm. Like, I know some in the bed, like make the bed, you know, make the pillowcase. <laughs> I'm just saying, I'm just saying non-gay stuff. You know yeah, what I mean? Non-gay, non-gay stuff. stuff. If you go buy your wife or your girlfriend, you go buy her a custom piece of jewelry. And let's say it's going to take like three weeks to make this fucking custom piece of jewelry. Right. Dude, and the jeweler's yay. like, then the jeweler's like, hey, look, I need <laughs> that's gay as shit, huh? That is excuse me, okay. Super gay. Okay. Many people are telling me it's very, very gay. It's very uh, gay. It's that's it's what weird. Uh, no joke, no joke. Matt Walsh. It's on my I uh, I retweet or I quote tweeted it um from Matt Gertz at Media Matters. And it, he literally said he's like, people buy their gifts on February 14th for Valentine's Day on the day. If you buy it beforehand or if you buy it a month before, super gay. This seems like that he's saying this just as outrage crack um, so that people will be outraged that he says that. I'm not outraged. I think it's fucking funny. Hold on. But Matt Walsh also said something I agree with. He said the same thing. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Wait, wait. What did you just say? I know. I know. know. Say that again. No, say, say that again. So we have it on tape. Say it again. Say it again. Matt Walsh said something that I agree with. 
Please clip that. Can someone clip that and make yeah, sure that I we? Said it clear. I said it clear. <laughs> Here, we know what. I let me let me find the clip. Let me find uh, the clip. You're gonna pay for that. Well, that's fine. That's fine because you know what? It's true. Oh, it's true. You know, a fucking broken clock is right twice a day, and in this moment, it is. Uh, he is correct. I mean, I'm correct. not saying he's not right. And I'm not saying that I I, I I might agree with this. I'm just, I think it's great that we now have Gabe Sanchez on, on a video of him, a clip of you him. You got me, you got me in 4K, baby. We, we, we should, we should, um, we should clip that and tag Matt Walsh in it to see if uh, he'll, he'll respond um, to uh-huh. you actually agreeing with him and liking his opinion. Cause I know yep, that, here we go. What is Play it? the clip, dude. Play the clip. All right. Well, oh, okay. You found it. You're, you're okay. Once I play this clip. You're also going to be like, damn, I also agree with Matt Walsh on this. Um, don't be so sure. But I mean, what's I'm he going to say? I'm pretty sure, say? man. Uh, that's not the, there's the thing we want. All, All right, right, here we go. Ready? It's ridiculous and embarrassing that the guy was on TV at the same time as DeSantis, a few miles away from him, attacking him, but refused to go say any of it to his face. Like, you know, it's not my worth worth my time debating you. So instead, I'll stand off in the corner and talk crap about you uh, to this audience, but not to you. I mean, it's it's not exactly. Okay, first off, I just want to say that Matt Walsh definitely knows what a cuck is. So he is definitely a cuck. You know what Uh I'm saying? He's like, look, it's like when I stand in the corner and jerk off while some dude's banging my wife. I mean, it's kind of like that. It feels like that to me because I feel like that all the time. Where I'm standing in the, the corner, corner chicken. like a sad cuck, <laughs> and and that that feels like he's like saying, "Look, I know what a cuck is, and that's what this is." Do yeah, you he's get like, that dude, vibe? I, yeah, I mean, he's vibe? like, "Look, I don't know if you guys know, but uh, I have no, I I do know from experience that this is what someone would do if they were in a position." that was weak or wanted to give everyone else or someone else the power in that uh, situation. And he's like, huh, like I said, I just know, I just know, you know, don't ask me how I know, but I know. And this is cuckle doodle do cuckle doodle do <laughs> cuckle doodle do. Okay. Very nice. Jasmine Tazzy. Love a cuck. Love a cuck. Cuckle do. They'll do. Cuckle do. The deal. <laughs> okay, so I kind of agree with him here. I'm not gonna lie, I agree with him here. Um, but I think the premise though that that Ron DeSantis should expect that Trump will debate him is kind of ridiculous. And mm-hmm. and Matt Walsh <laughs> expecting that Donald Trump was gonna debate any of these fools is kind of ridiculous. It's the same way that anyone expecting Donald Trump to debate Joe Biden is foolish. Yeah. You're being foolish. You're being foolish if you expect. It's the same way as when I said yesterday, because I had Cliff Schechter on, and I was like, hey, Cliff, Trump's not going to pick a VP. He's not going to pick a VP. And he's like, yeah. what? And he's like, man, maybe you're right. I'm like, no, he's not, because why would he? What What the? You don't have a vice dictator. Like, that's no, not a yeah, thing. Yeah, I It's Look, also. I want to take this taste dick all on my own. <laughs> I don't need any help tasting dick. I mean, why would he want? Yeah, there's no reason helping. that Donald Trump would go in and be like, uh, why would I need a number two when number one is even better, right? Like number one is good enough for you. Mm-hmm. I don't need a number two, you know, unless right. I, unless when I take a number two in my, my diaper. Right. But the, the <laughs> point there is that Donald Trump will never allow someone because we saw what happened. He's like, last time I had a number two, the number two didn't step up. Right. He didn't do what I wanted. So if I can't, 
rely and trust a number two to help me overthrow a government so I can remain number one forever, then why would I bring a number two in? Well, speaking of Donald Trump and being a cuck and ending up on Bone of the Week for cucking to Ron DeSantis, we have another number two. She's a big, fat, smelly number two <laughs> that loves to give candies <laughs> in a theater. Representative Lauren Handmall Bobert. Uh, Handmall Bobert. Uh, Trump loves the uh, two jerk off uh, dance, and so does uh... <laughs> uh, someone. Someone paste in some dildos in there. Yeah, yeah, I'll give you. I'll give from the side profile. Mm. That way. I'll give the sound effects there. So you guys pull uh, yeah, that I just I just did a I just did an episode of what was that oh, on okay. on the the fucking. Jason Bobert, Bobert family, family drama. Is that why situation. she? Because you wanted her on Bone of the Week. I, I, I thought it might have been the throwdown that they had in some kind of family restaurant. So tell us what happened because I, I actually, I skipped over that piece of news because I was like, well, honestly, I'm not, I'm not gonna say Jason Bobert deserved being punched, but I mean, the dude whips his dick out in a bowling alley in front of uh, like underage girls, so he definitely has done his deeds in life that probably deserve yeah. a good ass kicking. Now, I don't know what happened in this family restaurant or how it went down, but you know, um, so basically this yeah. is what went down. Okay. Earlier in the day, Lauren Bobert was going to Jason Bobert's house to pick up one of their sons then because they said, they're divorced now <laughs> officially. Yeah. They're divorced because Lauren Bobert's busy, you know, off in theaters. Well, I mean, when you're she's... giving hand jobs in theaters to other dudes, it doesn't speak Look, well to man, your marriage. When you're trying to juice the right. beetle, it's like, you can only focus on one beetle at a time. Right. Exactly. Know? But what happened was she went over to go pick up one of their sons. They had a bit of a confrontation. They said, you know, we'll meet up later at the last remaining restaurant, essentially, because Shooter's Bar and Grill is <laughs> no longer. So they met up at a place called uh, uh, Miner's Claim. Oh God, I spoke to the staff, by the so way. I, stupid. <laughs> I spoke to the staff at Miner's Claim on Monday, and I spoke to the, the manager, and he was like, we can't speak on the situation because it's still under investigation, but I can tell you we're taking the matter very seriously. And that's all we'll say. That's what please. the owner said or the manager, like the manager, I think it was. Oh, nice. Okay. And he was like, please don't, please uh, don't bother us or ask us any more questions. That's all we can say at the time. So there I got, it. so that was their official statement. That, that was their official statement. Okay. So this is what happens. So they go, she, uh, he shows up to the restaurant, right? They're there. And they've both been drinking. I just want to point this out. They've both been drinking. Okay. No, not couldn't be. No, they've no. both been drinking. No, couldn't. then it's reported. Uh, Lauren Bobert makes a statement that's like, uh, I didn't punch Jason, like official statement to many of these publications to CNN, to Daily Beast, to other places. She was like, I didn't punch Jason and no one was arrested. I'm going to be in, I'm going to be looking into my legal options, uh, because he has said quote unquote defamatory things against me. Wait, right? wait, he's gonna she's gonna sue his ex-husband for defamation because Jesus Christ. She, he, because people, he called man. the police. So they had this confrontation and they said, oh, there was a fight that happened. He called the police and said it was domestic violence, told the police that she hit him. And then then it was reported that she told her aide that I didn't hit him. I put my hand on his nose. I put my hand on his face. And then he what, was like, what I'm wait, gonna... wait, 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 wait. What does that mean? Put my hand on his nose and that's, on his face. That's li verbatim. Meaning put, she smacked put, him? 
Because smacking an open hand is just as much of assault as a closed hand. The Bobert's aide, all the Bobert's aide said was she put her hand on his nose. She put her hand on his face. That was it. That was what the was she trying to pop a zit? Did he have? I mean, I've got one. Look, look at the audience. I've got. Oh, I get this fucking thing. It's fucking bugging the shit out of me. That's Uh, why I've been tight one. Is it one of those like tight ones? Yeah. Why I sit way back here so no one can see it. You You can't see it. But if I get really close, you can fucking you can tell. See, I'm being told, and I've tried, and it's not working. Oh man. Anyways, maybe she was trying to pop a zit on the front of his nose. So she, so what happens is she calls up or he calls the police and says domestic violence. The police show up. He's being lewd. He's being an asshole. He's being loud. He doesn't want to leave, which is, again, the white privilege of the situation to talk shit to police and not get arrested or beat down and have a, a knee on your neck. Crazy. So he says all this shit. No one gets arrested. Fast forward two days, the investigation is still ongoing to find out that Jason Bobert has now been arrested and there are uh, uh, six charges against him from two different affidavits. Six charges. In the same event? Three were related to the incident in the restaurant. And then you find out three were related to him beating up and, uh, and assaulting his son, Tyler. Oh, again, again, when this story first broke that she punched him, I'm like, hey, I'm not going to pass judgment on her at this point. This guy has whipped his dick out in a bowling alley in front of a bunch of young girls. So Mm -hmm. I'm not going to say that she did or didn't hit him. And I'm but I'm not going to say that she shouldn't have fucking hit him. I mean, yeah, I'm not going to lie. Look, they both they (laughs) both deserve whatever comes to them, because like Lauren Boebert is not going to win the fourth district. It's just not going to happen. Uh, you mean Jason she's Bobert. not going to suck the juice out of the fourth? I thought she would no, suck man. the juice. She out already of the went, dude. She's going around the fourth district making jokes I about know. Beetlejuice. And it's what like she, the other the other thing she's doing in the fourth. And I thought maybe this is the reason why she has bone in because I, I saw a, a clip of her and we we could pull it up. But I want to move on past Lauren Bobert. And, yeah. But there is there's a clip of her. She's like she's like the reason why I'm coming here to the fourth and not in the third is because the Hollywood elites are trying to buy the third district. I'm like, what the fuck? How does she not know how money works? Like if they can buy the third district, what is preventing yeah. them from buying? What do you, the fourth yeah. District? What do you, what do you, what do you think? You? What do you think the Koch brothers do? What oh do you think God. anyone else with a, with a, a fucking or a bone hand does? She's like, the they're idea. out to get me and they're trying. Well, then they're going to buy the fourth district. Then right. if they're buying a district, you this dumb is the son same, of a bitch. It's the same type of logic when they're like, oh, uh, singers, celebrities and musicians shouldn't be involved in politics. They should keep their mouth shut. But when it comes to Republicans like Kid Rock and Ted Nugent, the young girl lover. Uh, <laughs> when it comes to people like that, he's got a lot you, of dildos too. Speaking of dildos, yeah. Ted Nugent's got a whole collection of dildos. But when it comes to those people, right? Republicans, oh yeah, they can they can use their platform. They can go on Newsmax. They can go on Fox News and go on OAN. They can have all the interviews they want to say how much they support and love Daddy Trump, and they'll get on their knees for him, and they will juice that beetle like Lauren Boebert. But at the end of the day, when it comes to Democrats saying, "Hey, I support this candidate," or I, as a musician like Taylor Swift. Just want to use my platform to say, go register to vote. I'm not telling you who to vote for. I'll tell you who I'm voting for, but I'm not going to force you to vote for this person. Just go register to vote. And when she gets swarms of people, millions of Swifties and others to, to, to register to vote, people like Jesse Waters now thinks that it's not only a PSYOP, because that's the same thing that Jack Prostate and, and, Char- and Charlie Kirk said, 
they said it was a it was a psyop, but now it's not just a psyop, it's a psyop from the Pentagon, according to Jesse Waters, which is insane. That, that, to register people to vote, it's really boneheaded. Uh, it's almost as boneheaded as Lauren Hanmal Bobert. But speaking, speaking of uh, piles of shit, here we go. The dishonorable mention: Marjorie Taylor Green, Hooffoot Green, the petty yeti, as we refer to her here. Why is she on the bone of the week? What's the dishonorable mention here? Which? Uh, well, because you know she found another excuse to show uh, revenge porn. So, oh yeah! Oh yeah! 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 Hang on! Hang on! I gotta! Yeah! I gotta! And vid- she also I gotta video got so up, she, And then of course, when Hunter Biden, you know, takes command of the show, I just want to say, Hunter Biden, we all know he's got a big dick, but that was like big dick Huge energy. Dick. Showed up, showed up, and was like, "Look, if you want to ask me the question, ask me the question. I'm here right now. I'm also a lawyer, so I made sure to file stuff so you can't do what you want to do against me. And the fact that the timing, they're like, "Oh, we're gonna come after you," but it's like, uh, I already." there's a timeline of events here in which it nullifies what you guys want to do to me. What, when it was, you know, it's just the fact that he showed up and was like, yeah, you know what? Let's just do this right here, right now. And they're like, no, we can't do it. Who, who brought this guy here? Who allowed him in? And as soon as he walks out, Marjorie Taylor Greene's like, oh, here's yeah. his cock. I'm obsessed with, look, look at a picture. I love looking at pictures of his dick. He's that guy's got a huge dick. The guy that was just in there, he's got a huge dick. But let me show, let me show you a look picture. Let me, let me, let me show you, let me show you a picture of here. So, uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene, once again, threw these pictures up in the committee again today, but they had the black, they blacked it out this time, dude. And look at, they're just making Hunter Biden look like the cooler. Dude, this guy, look at the size of this black box right here. That's what I'm, I didn't even see this video. That's what I'm saying, man. Look how big that is. <laughs> <laughs> look at Hunter Biden is fucking packing, bro. <laughs> dude, it's so funny that why Drew Taylor Green keeps fucking showing these pictures in the committee, dude. What is he doing? Dude, they're just. Making this guy into a legend. <laughs> Just making him into a legend. Uh, big Dick Brandon Energy. Big Dick Brandon Energy is what it is. Because you know, because you know, and I talked to this about, with Cliff yesterday about this. Mm-hmm. Is that you're you're aware that there is some instances where a son will inherit the endowment of his yeah. father. Sometimes, you know, it's not as big as the father, you know? Right. So we can only assume that Joe Biden's hog is just as big or bigger Mm -hmm. uh, than Hunter's. So we're bringing big dick Brandon energy here uh, in this country. I mean, it's a stark stark contrast (laughs) from the previous mushroom. Teeny, 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 teeny. So do you think think Donald Trump's hand size has something to do with uh, his... His ween size, you know what I mean? Oh, 100%. Oh, okay. I don't know. There, right. I don't know if there's a correlation here, right. but some might say yeah. that big dick energy yeah. relates to strong economies, uh, <laughs> strong jobs, <laughs> uh, low inflation. It's almost, or, or just like a strong leader, right? You're like, have the confidence to show up and do your job. Like a leader, you know what I mean? Like a, you know, like a fucking like a fucking leader. leader. Like a leader. You know, someone comes in, strong fists, you know, right. real, real leader. Really, uh, it's a huge presence in just, the room. He, just, he brings I mean, the they, entire they, package you don't, you don't when he get gets it, in the room, mm. when he's negotiating. 
Anywho, <clears throat> so that's why Marjorie but, Taylor Greene. I just thought of something. If you think of Donald Trump when he's like, Joe Biden, Donald Trump, Joe Biden, Donald Trump, <laughs> Joe Biden, Donald oh, Trump. Let me tell you something. You know what we should do? We should we should subvert all democracy. And I said this yesterday. We should subvert all democracy and make the 2024 election a dick measuring contest alone. That's what we should do. Make it a dick mm-hmm. measuring contest. And whoever has in the debate be like, biggest song. me, you, me, you, me, you. <laughs> the big the big dick brandon energy uh, mm-hmm. right there now now you have the alpha cuck as elon musk elon yeah. musk made the alpha cuck now i'm not sure why he's the alpha cuck this but guy, i want to i want to show you something he did put this guy back on twitter so maybe this is why he's the alpha cuck maybe i can um put that out in the universe andrew tate says i have a hundred hoes who wish oh. they were my dog and oh, wow. then he shows a picture of him after he roofied and fucked his dog. I don't know. I don't know. The dog seems to be kind of bored here. Um, this is <laughs> weird, man. Why would you take a picture of you naked with your dog as it's straddling you? And then you post, I have a hundred hoes who wish they were my dog. I, I, uh, I don't know. I, this is weird, man. He's totally admitting that he fucks. You know when you know when people be like, "Oh man, it's just that dog in me." Like, do you think do you think that Tate actually has a dog in him, or or he's in the? No, he's no, in the no, 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 oh, no, no, oh, no. You, oh, you think you think he's the he's the he's the he's catcher, like, not man, the pitcher. Yeah, I think I think I think you know <laughs> he's like I just got that dog in me, and you're like. Oh, this isn't a metaphor anymore. This is this is literal. You you have a dog in you. Okay, well, I don't know if that's the reason why you put Elon Musk, but Elon Musk put the dog fucker back on Twitter. So that's no, kind of like no, good no, enough no, no, for me. No. Oh, okay. I, I put I put him on there because the whole week he's been fucking trying to go after Mark Cuban and other people like DEI and like voters and voter fraud. And every single oh, time, oh yeah, I kind of miss that story. Be I've, I've I've been watching the drama, right? I've been watching the yeah. drama. Happen. I mean, basically, because Mark Cuban has been stuffing him in a garbage game. Oh yeah, because Mark Cuban is actually a kind of a smart rich person, and he uses his riches to not just enrich himself and to get attention. Like uh, a lot, a lot of the right wing really tortures Mark Cuban because, and I forget the prescription drug website that he has where you can go and buy affordable drugs. And he's basically created this whole system where you can go get decent, affordable drugs without fucking breaking the bank. And it's just it's a way to get uh, drugs and he's not going to make a ton of money off of it. He's just trying to use what resources he has to make it easier for people who need to get prescription drugs to get them. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Back to the previous joke. Uh, Andrew Tate likes it. Rough, 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 rough. (laughs) <laughs> Andrew dictate. Look, I'm the only dick taster. There will be no other people tasting <laughs> dick. Okay? I'm the only one that can taste the dick. I'm the only one. Oh boy. So Elon, Elon has this feud. So who won the feud? I'm sure it's not him. I'm sure that's why you know it's sure that. everyone else except Elon. Because oh. it's not just that. And I'm I mean I made a tweet this week where I was like, it's always like the funniest part and the most entertaining part of Twitter is the fact that the guy who bought this platform for $44 billion spends all of his day, every single waking hour of his day, is yelling and whining at people online. Because he's like, oh, DEI, that's not good. On, on that very on that, on very, that very platform. 
in hopes that people will like him, right? Not only the fact that Go he's got a bunch of bots. Go fuck yourself. Go fuck yourself. Look, <laughs> I you're supposed to like me. You're supposed to love me. You're supposed to make sure everything that I act like I invented and I do is mm-hmm. brilliant and the smartest thing ever and I'm the greatest person that's ever been in history and you just aren't doing that. So go fuck yourself. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> what a fucking pussy Elon yeah. Musk is. Oh, oh by yeah. the way, speaking of pussies, and you know who I thought might appear on Alpha Guck is Ooh. Aaron Rodgers. Did you see that? Oh, Aaron yeah. Rodgers goes on the show and he's like, look, my lawyer told me to say this, 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 and this. And then like ESPN's like, you're off the show, motherfucker. Did he go? You're wait, gone. So did he go on to apologize? Well, not to apologize, to set the record straight. Oh, what do oh. you, look, I didn't actually accuse Jimmy Kimmel of being a pedophile. That's not what I actually did. Look, this is what my attorney told me to say, so I don't get in trouble with Jimmy Kimmel because Jimmy Kimmel take all my fucking money. <laughs> so, um, but then Aaron Rodgers was quickly escorted out of the ESPN building. Yeah. And for all the people out there, because I called Aaron Rodgers a pussy, and I said Jimmy mm-hmm. Kimmel, Jimmy Kimmel would whip his ass, and I actually believe Jimmy Kimmel would whip his ass. Um, that's that's Aaron Rodgers' problem is he's a feeble, weak minded cuck, and he doesn't have the ability to even it be in really, the NFL. And it's also, I mean, you you have to remember who owns all of these. Yeah, ABC. Disney. Yeah, well, exactly. You got woke Disney who owns ESPN, who owns ABC. Now, I'm not going to look if I had to look at the amount of revenue that things like uh, a show on ABC by a certain late night host would bring in versus a washed up, injured quarterback who has now spent his whole season with his backup gig trying to commentate on sports on ESPN. I'm pretty sure that Disney's like, hey, you got to go. And then ESPN is like, you got to go, man. Right. Because not only not only did they go. So he said it. Then then Pat was like, uh, it was all a joke. Uh, we didn't mean what we said. Then he comes back on the show and then fucking goes after Fauci. And then I- I'm going to end up doing a what was that on this whole situation? Because it's so dumb. Every time they would open their mouths on that show, they continued to dig the hole deeper. And Aaron Rodgers was like. He went through the whole logic of how he gained, like how he gets perspective or an opinion. He's like, I follow other smart people, doctors and scientists. Joe Rogan, he's the smartest person. And he goes, and I read a ton of books. And then I look at those opinions and I say, huh, maybe I should rethink what I'm saying. Maybe I should reassess the situation. Aaron Rodgers does not. It was the dumbest. I felt, I just want to say this watching that segment on that show with him after the fact of him trying to explain how he comes to different conclusions around the vaccine. I was like, I feel dumber watching this right now. Like I feel dumber watching this than I am watching Fox news. Like that's, that's the level of like intelligence, like degradation that happens. Okay. So, so let me describe to you how the sports now the sports world is full of fucking jocks and these stoolies, a lot of them are Republicans and they follow Trump, these stoolies because Oh, they're just not smart enough to really put fucking thoughts together in the first place. Um, <clears throat> they have to be told who, t- which team to like and which team not to like um, by by talking heads. You don't know what the fuck they're talking about anyways, like Aaron Rodgers. But um, here's the thing, is that even the host of the show, McAfee, I think is the name. Yeah. Um, McAfee, Pat McAfee. Pat McAfee, they were like, Aaron Rodgers is done. He's gone. 
ESPN has escorted him out of the building, and they all clapped and cheered. They're like, thank God that's over. Thank God we do not have to have Aaron Rodgers on the show anymore. Yeah. Like, they literally were applauding. Well, because, I mean, like, also, if you're trying to have a show, and the whole thing is now surrounded by this drama of this idiot saying stupid shit on the show, like, oh, Jimmy Kimmel might want to look out. Those Epstein lists are coming out. It's like... The results of that, when, when Aaron Rodgers is like, oh, uh, it wasn't what you guys thought it was, or like I had my lawyer say this or whatever it is, it doesn't matter because immediately after he said that shit, Jimmy Kimmel already gets shit on it on his own because people are like, oh, he's Hollywood and he's part of like a ball and all this stuff. And Because he mad. speaks out against uh, him. I, yeah. He speaks like he out uses, against Trump on his show. He uses, right. he uses the monologue and he makes fun of him and it's right. always funny. Same same thing with and they Seth hate Myers. That. And they the hate same that. Thing. Yeah, same right. with Stephen Colbert. They Holbert. fucking hate that. So when, you, when he looks at that situation, he goes, oh, well, I'm going to mention this right now. One, obviously, doesn't have the intelligence to think, oh, maybe I shouldn't have said that. But also, he puts himself in a position of defamation because what happened as a result, people, I don't know if you remember, it was like the first or set, I think it was the first drop that happened. People started making fake Epstein list docs. Right. And then they put ones in there that were like, Jimmy oh, Jimmy was Kimmel there, yeah. was in there. Which again, like, now you're, now you have people, you have, you've put it out there in the ether on the show. And now those people are now trying to uh, bolster that, that fake that conspiracy by saying he was on there by, by showing fake documents. And then other people are like, Oh my God, I saw it on the documents. That's a real thing. And of course on Twitter, nobody fucking facts checks the, any sort of disinformation on there. And because it spreads like wildfire. So as a result, Aaron Rodgers was always oh, a joke. I didn't mean anything and nothing bad happened from him. It's like, no, he got death threats and other, other, you know, uh, aggressive tactics used to him. And he also got his name defamed by association with being involved in these documents. So it, Aaron Rodgers is a fucking idiot. And he's well, you know what? Smart. Aaron Rodgers is also, he's cut from the same cloth as our alpha cut today. Oh yeah. 100% cut from the same fucking cloth. Same one, same one, but I want to get to the actual bonehead of the week. The winner of the bonehead of the week, James Comer pile. What a fucking idiot. This guy is. How oh, in the man. fuck can you be this dumb? This this actually should be. I I think I think it's a masterpiece. This is a masterpiece. I said the day I was like, I'm gonna frame this. Yes. Like I might, you know Hang what? I might frame it and, and I might it put there. it on the wall. Yeah, there you go. Just the pat on. on the shoulder by Raskin and the oh god, I'm in deep shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, okay, so and I said this um this morning about this hearing. Mm-hmm. Um, because we all know what happened. Hunter's dick walked in and smacked them in the face, smacked Republicans in the face with his cock, right? Yeah. Not actually, literally, theoretically, right? figuratively. I mean, they might want, they might actually want that, you know? Right. Could be. Well, Marjorie Taylor Greene definitely wants um, something to do with Hunter Biden's dick. But here's the thing is that any, any fucking chairman, and, and you, I think you're going to pull a clip here. Is you going to pull your favorite clip? Is that what you're doing? uh why i'm looking for one yeah okay um so um here's the thing is that any chairman worth their weight who are about to have a committee hearing to request that congress vote on criminal referral of contempt charges to the doj of the person who is defying a subpoena walked into the room and by being in that room, absolutely made sure the DOJ could not charge them with that contempt charge. Because Hunter Biden, the way that he the way that he requested these public hearings when James Comer was saying the stuff in public, 
and then appearing at the Capitol the first time, and then this time appearing in the room at the contempt hearing. It absolutely, the DOJ is going to shit all over this. I actually doubt that this is going to make it past the floor. Uh, and I don't even think they're going to make this past the floor. Won't uh, they're not, dude? This is no. non. I, I don't. I don't even know if Michael Johnson, uh, the peener of the house, um, will actually put it on the floor. But the point is this: is that James Comer, if he was any kind of actual politician, if he was actually in the interest of the American people, would have adjourned the meeting immediately that Hunter Biden came in the room. He would have acknowledged his existence in the room. He would acknowledge that Hunter Biden may be there to testify and that the House and the committee need to negotiate with him and his team. And maybe just maybe we'll get to some testimony today. And that's what that's what James Comer would have done if he was actually an actual congressperson who did things like govern and care about policy and care about the mm-hmm. rule of law and <clears throat> care about anything but the lies that Donald Trump needs Comer Pyle to tell in Congress to give him cover so that he doesn't look like such a fucking criminal. Donald Trump, that is. Yeah. And Comer Pyle, too, if that matters. But Comer Pyle is a fucking idiot. He's handpicked Trump lackey. It was part. Of, did you know it was part of the deal to make Kevin McCarthy the speaker that James Comer Pyle was the fucking chairman of the oversight committee. Did you know that was part of the deal? That was part of the deal. And the reason why it was part of the deal is because Donald Trump knew that he had Comer Pyle in his fucking pocket and he knew yeah. that he could control Comer Pyle. And there's nothing that Comer Pyle could do. And well, that we, Comer knew, Pyle, we knew that he was in the pocket because ever since the whole classified document situation came up, Comer Pyle was going on to uh, places like CNN talking to Jake Tapper. And he was said, Oh, you know what? We don't have to hold. Uh, uh, we don't have to hold Donald Trump to the same standard that is Joe Biden because they're like, oh, we found Joe, we found some documents in Joe Biden at the University of Pennsylvania, right? And then they're like, okay, well, sure, openly, freely search whatever you guys want to do. My house, mi casa, su casa, bro. Like, you want to go through, go through, go look. And they're like, oh, well, Joe Biden should be impeached over this. And you're like, okay, great. So, we've set a standard for what you believe should be done in terms of a punishment or treatment for that. Now, those are just, I don't know, a handful of documents. So now if we look at the other person that you guys are supporting, Donald Trump, let's look at all the documents, the boxes, a fucking bathroom with boxes up to the ceiling behind some shitty ass curtain. You had a, you had a ballroom, you had it in the fucking fireplace. You had it over here in the, in the office. Like, this guy had tons of boxes. He was told not to move anything. He fucking moved it. He did it here. He was doing things like they were trying to sneak behind, like cause a diversion, sneak behind with boxes like it was fucking Scooby-Doo cartoon. Like it was it was insane. And the fact that they're like, oh, no, Joe Biden needs to be impeached. But Donald Trump, no, nah, he's good. He should run for president. We want to be president again. And you're like, no, you can't it's have insane. it like that. It's, can't well, like they, but they but they know that these arguments are bunk, but they have to keep making them. That's why they had to put this fucking bonehead, which is our bone end of the week in charge of the oversight committee is to run cover for Donald Trump, no matter how stupid it sounds. Look at him. Look at him. Pathetic. Look at him now. He's like, oh, God, this is the moment. So I want to describe to people. This is the moment where they're debating whether they're going to show pictures of Hunter Biden's dick again. This is that's literally the moment. Did you know that? That this is the yeah, moment. This is the this is the where Marjorie moment. Taylor Greene wants to wants to hold up pictures of Hunter Biden's dick because she's obsessed with it. And she wants to submit again. They're like, no, these are different pictures. 
These are actually censored pictures. These aren't. Yeah, the these are pictures. these are not the same ones. I right. got other photos of his dick, but I put a I put a big black bar right. on it so you right. know that it's Hunter Biden. Right. <laughs> right. 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 Well, because everyone's gonna know that it's Hunter Biden because no one's seen a censor bar that fucking big. But yeah. Comer Pyle, he didn't know they didn't know what it was. Let's listen. I, I ask unanimous con- unanimous consent to enter information for the record. What's the information? Oh, Rick, uh, I date the information. Thank you. I reserve the right to object. Look, Look at her ready for the fucking posters. For the record, in the past, she's displayed pornography. Is pornography allowed to be, or pornographic photos allowed to be displayed in this committee room, Mr. Chairman? It's not pornography. Okay, well, you're the expert. I'll ret- <laughs> I'm not an expert. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god! They walk into it every time, and Comer Pyle has to sit there and listen. Again, any fucking chairman worth their weight and has enough brain cells to rub together to realize what the fuck was going to happen when Hunter Biden sat in that room when he came in and sat down. What that chairman would have done for their own fucking dignity, for their fucking constituent stake just so they don't look like the bone end of the week would have called that meeting to adjourn immediately, immediately would have called a recess at a bare minimum to negotiate with Hunter Biden, his attorneys who were in the room at that time in the committee hearing where they were, which they did vote to advance the idea that the house is going to vote on recommending contempt, criminal contempt charges to the DOJ when Hunter Biden. And I want to point out, Hunter Biden and his dick were in the room. His dick was in the room too, which yes. was a much bigger presence mm-hmm. than even Hunter Biden. Um, and Marjorie Taylor Greene loved every moment of it. And James Comer Pyle hated every single bit of it because it made him look like a bonehead and it made him the bonehead of the week. Gabe Sanchez, let's give James Comer Pyle Hunter's hog and his due. <laughs> Oh, yes, James Comer is the bonehead of the week. What a fucking bonehead. That was, that was, I, I actually, I'm excited that he's such a bonehead. Like, oh, yeah. I can't wait this whole year how they just keep stepping on rakes and stepping on rakes. Because really, this, the, the thing that it did is Hunter Biden undermined the whole narrative that somehow him and Joe Biden are trying to get away with these crimes and trying to be slick mm-hmm. and trying to get away with it. And there's all this evidence against him, but they won't speak and they're trying to obstruct and they're trying to well, do what Trump does and they're trying to distract from that narrative. And Hunter Biden's sitting right there. And yeah, and, and I, in addition to that, it's because remember before he had the press conference outside and like, oh, well, he stood on the Senate side, which means the the uh, the police couldn't go get him because he wasn't on the House side. OK, that's dumb. Well, look, nobody had issued anything. He wasn't in contempt of Congress yet. So what are you going to arrest him for? Right. Then well, the other like, thing, yeah, yeah, the other thing, too, is Nancy Mason arrest him right now. But no one no one arrested him. Yeah. For what you have again, you have not found him to be in contempt of Congress. So you look at the situation, they're like, oh, he's too scared to step inside the building. He's on the Senate side. 
is then it's like, all right, holidays go by, blah, well, blah, blah. Because we shit. know there's like this back. invisible legal boundary between the Senate side and the House. Everyone yeah. knows that, Gabe. Nobody, Everyone nobody knows could... that the officers that are in charge of the House like, cannot go arrest. They have no jurisdiction. The Capitol Police have no jurisdiction on the Senate side who yeah. are assigned to the House side. That's as soon as they thing. step over, okay. as soon as they step over the sidewalk that like divides the two, they're like, it's oh, it's the no, same just in- fucking building. It's the same yeah. building, folks. This the is, same goddamn building. This is this is what happens. <laughs> as soon as they step over, they're like they, they cross the, the grass or the sidewalk that separates the middle of the building and they go, Oh shit. I'm now a civilian. <laughs> Oh, the but then he, but then, but then, I mean, you have to remember, so they're like, oh, he was too scared to show up in the building. So he's like, all right, I'm going to show up in the building now when you have this fucking meeting, this committee hearing. And I'm going to say, I'm happy to answer your questions. And the Democrats like, he's here. He showed up. And Republicans are like, oh, he's, he doesn't have the balls. And he's like, his balls are literally resting on the, (laughs) on the on the floor right now because <laughs> they're huge the can you imagine wait i never i never thought about that if Hunter biden's dick is that big how big are his balls i mean he's gonna have some huge balls you know what I, mean? I mean he probably has like a one of like a little like a levy to like hold he's like oh, get, they're so big they got he's gotta have yeah, like, yeah, a, like you know you know how like you have a little you know a strap like, on, to, like, pull uh, him up? like on big lebowski where he, yeah exactly he's washing <laughs> his ball jesus <laughs> jesus <laughs> Oh, boy, that's Bonehead of the Week. Don't go anywhere. We're going to talk a little bit about this. Bonehead of the Week. Bonehead of the Week. All right, let's get straight down here. Um, I want to show you... um, yeah, I, I gotta. I, I think I've got another clip that I want to show here. That I want to show you here. Um, if I can find it, if I can find it really quickly, um, because I did, I did like the uh, Andrew Tate thing. I'm surprised you didn't know that. I'm surprised you didn't know. That. But I want yeah, the audience. I, did that just this. happen today? Yeah, I think he posted today. I don't know. He's. Uh-huh. I, I mean, he's probably been fucking his dog for a long time. I'm not gonna lie. If I did not. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't know about that. I knew, I knew about the uh, obviously about the Matt Walsh stuff. Right. Well, I mean, once a dog, fu- once Tate. a dog fucker, always dog fucker. Once a pedo, always a pedo. Uh-huh. I mean, these are these are the things. Um, but I want to sh- I want to give an uplifting message here as we leave. And I don't know if you are a Jelly Roll fan. Um, not the Jelly Roll like the donut. Jelly Roll like the singer. His name is Jason DeFord. He actually mm-hmm. went and testified. Oh, in front I, of, I uh, didn't see. I saw on blurb on. Yeah, I saw blurb on Fox News or something like that. Yeah, and this clip isn't uh, too long. It's only a couple minutes, and I told the audience that I'd show it to them, and I want to show it to you too, um, because I I think this is the good in our country. This is the good that we should get back to um, to some degree, and we have to stay focused on this election and what matters to get back to this point. Um, But I just I just wanted to show this because um, this is a, a great clip. Listen, my name is Jason D. Ford, but to most, I am known as Jelly Roll. I, it is important to establish earlier that I am a musician and that I have no political alliance. I am neither Democrat nor Republican. In fact, because of my past, my right to vote has been restricted. Thus far, I have never paid attention to a political race in my life. Ironically, I think that makes me the perfect person to speak about this because fentanyl transcends partisanship and ideology, gentlemen and women. This is a totally different problem. 
And uh, I was speaking outside to the media, and I, I gave them a statistic that said 190 people a day overdose and die every single day in the United States of America. That is about a 737 plane. That's what about a 737 aircraft can carry. Could you imagine the national media attention it would get if they were reporting that a plane was crashing every single day and killing 190 people? But because it's 190 drug addicts, we don't feel that way because America has been known to bully and shame drug addicts instead of dealing and trying to understand what the actual root of the problem is with that. But the sad news is that that narrative is changing, too, because the statistics say that in all likelihood, almost every person in this room has lost a friend, family member or colleague to the disease known as addiction. I've attended more funerals than I care to share with y'all. This committee, I could sit here and cry for days about the caskets I've carried of people I love dearly, deeply in my soul. Good people not just drug addicts, uncles, friends, cousins, normal people, some people that just got in a car wreck and started taking a pain pill to manage it. One thing led to the other. And How fast it spirals out of control, I don't think people truly, truly understand. Um, now, I want to point out that uh, Jason DeFord, or Jelly Roll here, as he's known, uh, famously, uh, did go to prison. He is a felon. That's why he has a restricted right to vote. Uh, mm-hmm. He admitted it in the <clears throat> hearing, and he's restricted to really his his ability to engage uh, politically. Now, he admits that, but it's kind of ironic that he's one of the most uh, – he's probably an educated voice because of that reason, because this mm-hmm. isn't exactly about politics. Um, and I, wa- I want to tell folks that even though politics is everything, and politics is everywhere in every issue because this fentanyl issue definitely is about politics. Um, the right makes it about politics a lot and, and in that it is the rights community, the rural communities in this country, the ones that suffer the most. And this fentanyl, even though they say don't politicize it. Right. Don't politicize it. Mm-hmm. Um, they're the ones that politicize it coming across the border. When it is seized at the border, they act like it's that that's that's a bad thing that they're seizing it at the border. They um, have a very hard time understanding the definition of seized. You're right. They they befriend uh, the industry and the family um, that um, kind of made this fentanyl problem a possibility in this country. Um, but jelly roll here because we hear this all the time. You, you know, shut up and dribble. You know, they, they mm-hmm. say that stuff. Just shut up and dribble. Just shut up and throw the football. Just shut up and do what you just shut up and sing like the Taylor Swift. Just shut up and sing. Just shut up and sing. Just shut up and sing. And I'm glad that people like Jelly Roll, people like Taylor Swift or anyone who who is a who is an American, who is a human being, no matter what they're famous for and what their job actually is, um, that they don't just shut up and dribble. That that Jelly Roll just doesn't shut up and sing because yeah. it matters in this country to hear different people's experiences. And I think that's the beautiful part of America. That's a beautiful part of democracy. It's a beautiful part of diversity, equity, inclusion, liberty, rights and freedoms is that we get to hear different people's experiences and we get to learn from different people's experiences. And it doesn't really mean that we learn good things. From their experience, mm-hmm. sometimes like with Matt Walsh and Andrew Tate and Charlie Kirk and Marjorie Taylor Greene, Lauren Boebert and James Comer and Donald Trump and on and on and on the list goes that they're those experiences are probably things that we should learn from mm-hmm. learn the things not <clears throat> to do, not to do. But Jelly Roll here, um, I, I hope um, in the future, in this moment and in the future that Jelly Roll does not just shut up and sing. I hope yeah. 
talking about this because he does have a huge platform. He understands that. And I'm glad that Congress had a felon uh, sit before them and educate mm-hmm. them on on the facts of the fentanyl crisis in this country and how it affects people who look and are like Jelly Roll. Um, yeah, that is the most important thing that Congress listened to our experiences as well. It actually, it, 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 it always reminds whenever someone brings up the opioid crisis or fentanyl, it always reminds me of how Rudy Giuliani, back in was it early two thousands, I think, uh, or mid two thousands, he worked with Purdue to help them secure a deal so they could continue selling oxy after all of these opioid drugs drug, uh, deaths had been reported. After it's become this epidemic of deaths from big pharma who are trying to push this basically uncontrolled substance onto people for pain relief, as Jellywell was talking about, right? It starts out with a little bit of back pain and then it ends up escalating to something where you've lost your life and lost your job and lost your family and everything around you, or eventually you potentially lose your life. And I just want to remind everyone that as much as Republicans like to say, oh, big pharma is bad and we're going to curb the we're going to cap insulin or this. They haven't done shit. They've never done anything. The only people who actually who actually deliver on big pharma in terms of holding them accountable are Democrats. The only ones who are Joe Biden capping insulin, thirty five dollars. Huge, huge. But when it comes to everything else, when for big pharma, Republicans could care less. Just give me the money is what they say. Neither Democrat. So here's what I want to say. Here's what I want to say to finish off the show. And I'm so glad you joined us. And I'm glad we got to get this clip in at the very end is that it is so important for people like Jelly Roll, for Taylor Swift and others. Even I'm going to even go on a limb and it's it's great for artists like if you want to call them that Kid Rock and Ted Jr. to tell us who they are. So we know who they are. Yeah. They should use their voice to tell us who they are. So we should know that we shouldn't listen to them and what they're saying and the bullshit that they spread and the propaganda that they spread and the lines that they spread that we should listen to people like Jelly Row and Taylor Swift. When Jelly Row says, Hey, you need to pay attention to this fentanyl crisis. It's killing your, your community. It's killing people in your, even though they're dread addicts, they're humans. They're part mm-hmm. of your community. They're your fellow Americans. These are our countrymen. These are supposed to be our people. That's who these are. And it's killing them. 190 a day, a whole fucking airplane full of people. Yeah. And we I didn't know that stat. That's and just as a comparison to put that in perspective of to be like, oh, that's a you know, that's a plane full of people, which is crazy. Right. And I hope Jelly Roll uh, keeps on this uh, on this point, and he keeps talking about it. He just doesn't shut up and sing. And I hope Taylor Swift, in the same way, doesn't shut up and sing. And she keeps registering hundreds and thousands of young people to vote and registering mm-hmm. anyone to vote. Really, if anyone is inspired, even if a Republican is inspired to go get registered to vote against Taylor Swift's ideology, I welcome that as well. I think everyone in this country should consider that their right to vote and their right to a ballot, just like Jelly Roll said, I'm restricted because I did something wrong a long time ago. And I don't think that's right either. And I think everyone should consider if you're not registered to vote, you should register. If you see a young person or anyone that isn't registered to vote, you should tell them how important it is to make their voice heard and to engage in their democracy. No matter what their ideology, no matter what their stance, we should engage Mm -hmm. in our democracy. We will be better for it and we will be better if we have discourse like 
Jason DeFord, otherwise known as Jelly Roll, did in the Senate. Gabe Sanchez, go to IamGabeSanchez.com. Go to IamGabeSanchez.com. Thanks for joining me today for Bonehead of the Week. And audience, thanks for joining me. Don't forget, don't forget to, uh, to support our sponsor, uh, Lawn Juice 1000. That's Lawn Juice 1000. It's the lawn juice that blows away. It is it is the most um, tasty lawn. T- it tastes just like your backyard. It's a compost drink um, in a pouch. You just oh, is it is it good as the magic soil? My God, it's it's fucking fantastic. It's fantastic, and it does nothing for you. It absolutely does <laughs> nothing for you. Um, it tastes like shit. Um, you're supposed to buy tons of it. So that way there's other people to get money in your money in their pocket. But go support our. <laughs> Our sponsor today, Lawn Juice 1000, because, you know, the sheep, the sheep got to get their lawn juice and drink their glass cl- grass clippings. Also go to thetonymichaels.com and actually support the real Griff there. Thetonymichaels.com, Grift away. Go to lawnjuice1000.grift or thetonymichaels.com. Support us there. Go to imgamesanchez.com. Follow him everywhere. We're so glad to have you here, the guy with the last name Sanchez. Have a great weekend. Don't do anything I would do or do everything I would do and have a great time. We'll see you on Monday. Same time, same place. Don't remember Sunday rant, Sunday rant. It's going to be open. Go to Patreon, Patreon, thetonymichaels.com. Open, open all night. Open, open. Monday, same time, same place. (laughs) Fuckers. You've been listening to the Tony Michaels podcast. Podcast. In your face commentary of current events and political news. No rules, no boundaries. I think we've made that perfectly clear. We hope you enjoyed the show and we'll be back soon. In the meantime, follow Tony on social media at the Tony Michaels. And until next time, raise a fist and repeat after me. Fuck them. Murphy's Meal Barn, head-ass speaking. When there's a crash, I hope it's going to be during this next 12 months because I don't want to be Herbert Hoover. The one president, I just don't want to be Herbert Hoover. He's acknowledging that my economy is doing pretty darn well because he doesn't want that to continue. By the way... The idea that he wants to see a crash in the next 12 months, that want to be Herbert Hoover. He has to understand, he's already Herbert Hoover. He's the only other president who lost jobs during his term. When-